going on everybody welcome back <laughs> to matt was saying some uh not even ludicrous stuff just some normal guy talk um all right welcome back everybody to another episode of buzz talk today is wednesday december 21st and the patriots are dead uh, but before we get into that, I'm your host, Kevin Henry. With me, as always, my co-host, Matthew Violet. Matt, how you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. Like you said, the Celtics are dead. The Pats are... I mean, you didn't say that. I, said I didn't that. say that. The Pats are dead. The Celtics are dead. The Bruins are alive and well. And it sounds like we have a little Red Sox update to you for you as well today. But um, for the disclaimer, I am... Back in Rhode Island, do not have my mic. Not that I sounded good anyways, although last week I sounded crispy. So uh, forgive me. Be forgiving. That's all, Kev. Okay. So I, I, what, do you want to – we have a little bit of Christmas talk later for you, but um, what do you think about what many people are calling the worst play in NFL history? Um, yeah. I mean, it's kind of a summary of your season, right, as a Patriots uh, team. Dumb team. That's what it's come down to. Coaching hasn't been there. The building blocks, foundation, whatever you want to call it, was not there for for this year. And your your players suffered. Now, last game, I think, you know, there's always a balance. Like, obviously, you need the coaching to put players in good positions. But ultimately, the Patriots didn't make enough plays. They were down 14 and a half. Uh, We have not came back from that all year. And granted, we were playing a a bad Raiders team, but I think what's even worse and also sums up the Patriots season is uh, in the second quarter, we get a first and goal at the two. Uh, can't can't get the ball in the end zone. Just can't do it. Uh, false starts. Uh, Mac Jones sneaks it. Timeout called before that by New England. Uh, pass to Jacoby Myers, but uh, the – Johnny Smith, false start. It's just, it's kind of Groundhog Day with this team, and that stuff catches up to you. Obviously, the last play of the game is historic. Um, I was trying to think of some names before, maybe Las Vegas lobotomy. Um, it's kind of the only good one I could come up with. You know, they have the miracle in Miami, and what's different between that is Miami just ran a, a play, sort of, to sort of speak. Like they, they had, they, they put a play in and they beat you essentially. Right. And you had Gronk back there as the last line of defense and he's not there to tackle people. He's there so that if you throw a Hail Mary, he's there to knock it down. This is, you know, what happened uh, at the end of the fourth quarter was just your own dumb fault. And, you know, these players want to win. And when you get desperate, those are the kinds of things that happen. And, you know, Mac Jones was put on a poster board by Chandler Jones, who obviously we, we drafted in the first round way back when. Um, so, yeah, it's fitting that that kills you. I, I just think 
Mac did not look great. Um, the defense did enough in that game to win. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, I mean, he's the only bright spot I think you can take out of this year, right? Like 17 rushes, 172 yards, touchdown. Um, you know, I know people want to get on the 4th and 10 pass uh, caught by Keenan Cole in the corner of the touch uh, end zone, excuse me. Um, yeah, I mean, replay still doesn't get plays right. You know, there's always that human element involved, but if you just didn't rush three against Eric Carr, I mean, you probably get to him. It, it's just so many things went wrong, and a play that happened to you usually happens to the Raiders, and at this point, I think they're dead. I never expected them to be in the playoffs or but it still means something to make it there, right? Like you can kind of kind of hold out hope for next year. Hopefully you get in new coaches. But, um, yeah, ultimately this, this falls on the players just as much as it does for the coaches, in my opinion. Connor Meehan always likes to say, our other fellow co-host, that Kevin is the least supportive but also most diehard Patriots fan because calling them dead when there is still some life, that's rough. I don't think there's but, life. I, no, listen, I agree with you. It yeah, just, they I look sloppy, and I'm looking up this name uh, sounded wrong as I Googled sure, this, and a quarterback but, came up, and I know that's um, not right. I do cool. think that I'm just being factual. Wait, do you hear me? I now do, yeah. Okay, so I, it might have been – we might just have a couple <laughs> ten seconds of us speaking over each other. But who knows? Internet. But no, so I Googled um, number three on the Patriots because I wasn't sure who it was, and it showed a quarterback, but that wasn't right because it's Jabril Peppers. Is that how you say that? Yep. So I sent this screenshot to you, and it's just not a a common – no, it's uncharacteristical. It's not a word. This isn't what the Patriots are known for. This isn't what Bill Belichick is known for. And what I mean by that Jabril Peppers screenshot is he is – when when um, they had their punt blocked and maybe yep. the maybe the third quarter I'm not sure where it was yeah um, the he had his body entirely turned around after the play started and they literally walk I don't know who it was on the left side for the Raiders but they walked straight by him and just like the dude almost caught the punt um, and so it's like that's just uncharacteristic stuff where a Bill Belichick team isn't dialed in and it's just a moment to see because like you said it's not a fun product to watch. We had another, you, you mentioned the defensive scores. We had another, you know, defensive yep. score that kept us in the game. You're smiling because I pay attention. You mentioned the defensive <laughs> no, scores. Not, yeah. even, not even that. It's just, yeah, we need, like, it's one no, of those. I, well, I, think, I think, like, it's, if you are whining about, yeah, like, like, okay, if you were supposed to win a game because of a replay, like, that's going to be really frustrating. But if you're relying on replays and interceptions to win your games, you don't, you shouldn't be there. You're not right. going to, you're not going right. to, you're not going to last, you know, four playoff games in a row. Against that, like, against that against bat, caliber against of a team. team. Like, the Raiders have 13 penalties. They had trouble snapping the ball. Uh, it's like that kind of stuff. And sorry, but as a Patriots team, like you're on that level, like you are that stupid. That's why, um, I wanted to be smart. I'm not uh, like in grammar terms in regards. I want to say it's a, a soliloquy, but honestly, I'm I not, I'm I'm not the, sure. I'm a graduate. I don't know what that one means. 
Yeah. I, I was trying to think of something cool, but really that play that happened at the end summarizes your whole season and reflects off that. Like you've just been a stupid team. That stuff catches up to you. Uh, and it did in the worst possible way. That's a, that's a, that's a highlight that's going to be shown forever. Like that oh, is, and you've been on the wrong side of those twice, the Miami miracle. And then that, so listen, I just, it's it was desperation and obviously it turned in, into a disaster um you you just you could have went to overtime probably win that game Derek Carr couldn't do anything that team's not very good um but Josh McDaniels gets the last laugh Belichick loses to another coach former coach of his under him and uh the show goes on you're a bad team and these next three games now are going to determine your draft pick is really what you're playing for. Do they, well, I mean, yeah, right now I think they're at uh, 16. I want to say, I, I don't see them winning more than a game. If that, like I see them going one and two, I'm not sure where they get the one win, but um, ideally the Miami. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I mean, it's crazy to think we're only one game back from Miami. Miami loses, we win. We're right there. Right. I mean, your best chance is, I mean, you're still, you still can put yourself in a position to win when you go into, you got to beat Cincinnati. Like, every week is a must win. You pretty much have to win out. Two and one maybe gets you in if you're lucky. Uh, the Chargers have a very soft schedule. They look like they're in. Um the Jets and, and Patriots hurt their playoff chances last week immensely, and uh, I, I don't I don't see a path where we get in. I don't see a path where even if we did control our own destiny, where we get in. So, um, you're you're a losing team, and that's that's what you are. You're a dumb team. That's how I would categorize this season. You're a dumb dumb team, not very well coached, and you don't execute, especially when it matters. So. That's really all I have to say on that. It's definitely, uh, it's tough. Like I never want to see them do bad, but, um, yeah, not in a good spot. Maybe some therapy coming up. We'll see. <laughs> no, I lost you again and I'm glad we can keep rolling with it. Cause I lose you. And then I, internet wise for everyone listening, I lose you. And then I just, I just hope that you're still talking. And then that time you're just still talking. So it worked out perfectly. But um, I don't know what's up with this internet. You, might, you know my brother, you know Jack's upstairs has to be playing video games so his face bleeds, so there has to be, <laughs> there has to be good internet. And he might hear this. He actually listens a, a little bit. But Shout out um, Quez. Shout out Quez. Yeah, shout out Jack. He's the man. But yeah, it was nice seeing his face in South Station yesterday. I arrived in Boston and just he's just sitting there. Blessing. Yeah, good but um, I saw so a, lot of things, a lot of stuff on Reddit. <laughs> A lot of stuff on Reddit. Um, you know, the short. The who who uh, who said this? Uh, oh, who said it? Someone said, "Tired of that instant, this instant coffee world we're in." I forget who said that, but someone said that one of the coaches the other day, and he just means we're tired of you know everything. People want the best thing right away. They don't want to let people. Of course, you know, Michael Jordan nine seasons, but till his championship. But um, people on Reddit were ready to fire Belichick, which obviously is insane. But no, what do you think about? Um, you know, a couple words here, good players, bad coaching. Uh, I'm not going to go to the full extent of saying they have the caliber of players to win a Super Bowl, but usually 
Belichick has been notorious for getting the most out of players. We've never usually had the best rosters uh, throughout the Brady era, right? So he's always been able to get the most out of people, but he's also had real coordinators around. So if you don't, like, if you have trouble getting plays out to the quarterback to call, then there's going to be an issue there. Um, Another thing I wanted to add, Mac Jones, I've been a a defender. I think you would agree for the most part, right? Um, You know, zappy, zappy fever was fun while it lasted, but I knew that was just a phase. I knew once Mac came back, it was, it was his job to lose. And I think he earned it, but um, you know, he's kind of, his demeanor on the field and his whining and excuse my language is bitching is out of at like it's at a point now where dude, you don't have the credibility to do this. Like I want someone that's going to be stoic and kind of keep their emotions under wraps, at least, you know, in the public eye. Right. Um, and it, it makes me think about Joe Burrow. Like he gets beat up. He tears, you know, tears his knee, his rookie year, comes back, still gets his ass kicked, and brings them to a Super Bowl. Like, that's obviously different talent, phenomenal talent, but that's the kind of pedigree and uh, that I want out of my quarterback. Mac Jones looks like a, a little rich kid, like, not getting his way. And, like, it, it's – and he, he doesn't do it post game, right? Like, he, he says the right things there, but we're not stupid, like – we know what's going on. We can see it. And I think that's, that's meant to be seen too. So he, he is part of Gen Z, right? Like he want, he will, if you're gonna, if you're not getting the proper coaching, right? Like he's gonna kind of do that passive aggressive thing where, okay, I'm going to do this to, to kind of out my coordinators instead of probably going right to their face. But who knows? I don't know that conversation behind closed doors but that's I, I just that stuff has been annoying me he played like shit um his wide receivers did not play well last game the defense is the only thing that's been pretty consistent and you just you, you haven't been able to get it done offensively all year I shouldn't be surprised that we're in the position we're in but um they made their bed they got a lie in it I just caught you perfectly again that's actually incredible uh, I lose you for a second, but no, my mom walked in. I was wondering if she's gonna walk in, but um, because you know Jane. But um, so I was curious, and maybe this will be the last Patriots comment. Um, other other than um, a couple things, so he liked the zappy fever, and you got to remember this kid has a weakened immune system, so that's saying something. Second, <laughs> I'm fighting dumb, this cold for five days. Dumb, dumb, uh, dumb Pats team that's coming from the dropout. So listen to that, Pats. You guys got to smarten up because you have this. Kid, I got my GED, folks. I you got, got this my disabled GED. dropout kid telling you you need to smarten up, and that's something. That's something. Third, what do you think about the Las Vegas lateral? The lazy Las Vegas lateral for the name. I could get behind that. I think too many L's. I think yeah. Las Vegas lateral. Yeah, the Las Vegas lateral. But, Las um, Vegas lobotomy or Las Vegas <laughs> lateral. Well, I think with my, my last comment here with the Pats is that it started off – I mean, I remember, remember reading the article, Max saying something like, oh, I was just trying to get the guys fired up. Um, and so you're saying it's gotten to the point where now it's just blatant whining. Yeah, I mean – yeah. It's no, longer, it's no longer cute. Exactly. Like, do it once, fine, but – 
honestly, at this point, you're kind of the laughing stock of the NFL. Like this is, we keep saying like our new woe. Our my new woe was definitely the Bears' loss because I've just not something I've seen, especially at home, uh, to a support you know a lesser team. But this is just this is just something we never do. We never shoot ourselves in the in the foot this bad. Um, and it was kind of just like a perfect ending. Chandler Jones is the one who gets it, stomps over Mac, puts him on a poster, and runs to the end zone. Like, I couldn't believe what I was watching. Um, however, I laughed. Like, it was just like, yeah, this somehow doesn't surprise me. Like, it should. It doesn't. This is insane. But it happened, and hopefully – they Bill learns from it. I don't know. I, I don't really know where to go for in this well, direction. Well, it wasn't Bill though. I mean, oh, you're referring to the lateral. You think I he put, said? You, no, you no, 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 no. That was that was no, no that way. was improvised. I was gonna, I was going to ask you how furious do you think he was? I think he was embarrassed. Like yeah. I think that's well, yeah, it wasn't even thing. theory at that point. It was just yeah. it was just I can't. I, I'm just I'm I'm. My face is a part of this, and I don't want right. my face to be a part of this anymore. Oh my right. God. He, he doesn't like speaking post game as it is. Never mind. Um, never mind after that. And honestly, it's a game that's going to be tied with him for the rest of his career. Like, and yeah, for this season, though, real quick, like, this is on Bill for the most part. He put these guys in a position. Kraft gave him autonomy to, to do what he wanted. And sure, I guess that was granted. But he said, he said, if this goes wrong, blame me and I'm going to blame him because he put the, the pieces to the puzzle and they obviously did not work. Um, so not fit. you could have said they did not fit and you said did not work. There's there's different ways to skin a cat. It's okay. It's okay. But, uh, so hopefully we get new coordinators. Hopefully next year you can find out if Mac Jones is, is him as they say, uh, moving forward because this year you don't know he regressed probably due to coaching. Um, and that's that. Honestly, yeah. I'm I'm tired of speaking about this team because they're just boring. They're dumb and boring, and that's what they are. If people think different, I don't know what you're watching. At least if you had some sort of Jameis Winston kind of, yeah, we might be six and ten, but at least we're throwing forty four touchdowns or something. Like yeah, at least we keep you look exciting. But um, yeah, Mac is no Connor Murphy, that's for sure. But why don't you get us started with these power rankings? Yeah, so crazy, crazy week in the NFL. Largest comeback in NFL history. Um, not the greatest. I heard people saying it was the greatest. Not the greatest. I'm going to leave it here, and that's it. Uh, I bring it up in, in pickums too. But Tom Brady, 28-3. to I don't want to hear about it. This game did not have the pedigree and stakes on the line. But... Uh, what a win by the Vikings. That's that's grit. That's resiliency. I love those. But uh, let's let's get it rolling here. Number 10, the Dolphins, 8-6, and six, losing on the road in Buffalo Saturday night. Um, great game. Dolphins honestly looked as good as they have out of their bye week. Um, there's not many moral wins, but that they can definitely grow off of that loss. Um they're at eight and six. They are the current seven seed in the AFC. At number nine, I love this team, Matt. 
I really, really do. I want them to make the playoffs, and I think they will. That is the Detroit Lions, 7-7, seven and seven, beating the New York Jets uh, in MetLife. Uh, Zach Wilson did start, but the Lions pull one out, uh, and they go to Carolina, which is another winnable game. At number eight, the Chargers, eight and six. Uh, close win against the Titans. Tannehill went out in that game, returned. Herbert made a, a great pass down the sideline to Gerald Everett, uh, or excuse me, Mike Williams. Uh, their kicker, Cameron Dicker, kicks a game winner, and they win 17-14. Uh, they are the current sixth seed in the AFC. At number seven, the Cowboys dropping to 10-4. and four. A walk-off pick six in overtime by the Jaguars, who are now six and eight. Um, they're starting to gain momentum and have a chance to win the AFC South. But the Cowboys, I think, can get back on track. Dak did not look great. Their running game has kind of carried them. Uh, hopefully that's just uh, a, a little blip in what they... The, the Cowboys, in my head, are a top-tier team that can go to the Super Bowl, but that week did not do them any favors. At number six, the Vikings, 11-3. and Kind of alluded to it earlier, 39-36 win. Saturday uh, matinee game, uh, what a win. The Vikings, they're good. Not sure they're great, but they can win those kind of games. That makes them dangerous. At number five, at number five the 49ers, 10-4. and four. Uh, Defense is outstanding. Brock Purdy, another good game, doesn't turn the ball over. That's important. Uh, They are now the three seed in the NFC. At number four, I think the hottest team in football, Cincinnati Bengals, 10-4. They beat the Bucs in Tampa Bay after a slow start at halftime. Uh, They beat the Bucs convincingly 34-23. And then to get into the top three, the Bills, 11-3, beating the Dolphins on Saturday night. Walk-off field goal, Tyler Bass. They are currently holding the one seed and the bye in the AFC. And at number two, the Kansas City Chiefs, 11-3, and uh, had a tough time against Houston. Houston has actually kept a lot of games close, but just can't finish when it matters. The Chiefs win in a walk-off fashion, 30-24. to And to round it out, uh, we'll see how long they stay here. The Philadelphia Eagles, 13-1, beating the Bears in Chicago, 25-20. Jalen Hurts could be out the next two games. Uh, That matters. I'm not sure if they're in jeopardy of losing that first seed, but uh, it's not good when a quarterback who's playing that well gets hurt. Yeah, I just, I hope he's okay, and I'm glad it's, um, I mean, I'm not glad he's hurt at all, but I'm glad it's two, three games out before the playoffs, because that would suck. Um, I'm thinking, like, what was it, Derrick Rose got hurt? It was, like, literally the first round of the playoffs. Like, that yeah. sucks. Yeah. Um, you don't want to see that, so let's hope Jalen gets Never. back. But, no, um, how are you feeling about this Cowboys team? Are they finally real, or are they, gonna, are they about to get laughed off again? I mean, the Cowboys are always due to blow up when the lights are brightest in the playoffs. Um, their defense did not do well, um, and that's concerning because they have a good defense. Uh, I don't know. I, I like them. I think they, they can be a contender 
in the NFC, but uh, their true colors will come out. I mean, you're coming off a bad loss. You're playing against the Eagles at home next week. So, uh, you know, you're as the, the great Ed Collins said, you're either a pretender or you're a contender. I think the Cowboys can be a contender. Oh, that's nice words of you. So, and the last thing before I read these off for you are, tell me a little bit about the Ravens. They dropped out. I still, they're, they're still not in five, but they're just, I, I saw they have the worst off. I think they have the worst offense in the NFL. After the yeah. Game. You know, which is Lamar, weird because you have Lamar who is the, the you know, offensive guy. Yeah. I, I keep them out of the top 10 because Lamar's not there. Um, oh, is he, I have is he to, yeah, he is hurt. He okay. might be, he should be back for next uh, for this week. Um, but their offense has been terrible. Their defense is still good. So I got to see Lamar come back. I think they can be good, but they are known for collapsing in the playoffs since Lamar has been the quarterback. So um, they're not on my radar right now because, you know, you kind of got that, get the engine uh, rolling again. That might take some time. Uh, hopefully Lamar can get back, get back in the swing of things. And I, I'm sure I'll see them back on this top 10 uh, once he comes back. I think Riverside's listening to us because, again, I lost you. And, again, you come back as soon as you're about to stop talking. So that's sweet. But, yeah, to wrap everything up, um, the NFL segment, I had one more NFL comment, but let me give you those these power rankings first. At number 10, we have the Dolphins. Number 9, we have the Lions. Number 8, we have the Chargers. Number seven, we have the Cowboys. Number six, we have the Vikings. Number five, we have the 49ers, who are surprising me, surprising me. Number four, the Bengals. Number three, the Bills. Number two, the Chiefs. And number one, the Philadelphia Eagles. So, yeah, I just saw the Ravens sign Sammy Watkins. And not that that is that significant, but what it made me think was, you know, I'm not, I'm not watching every game like you. I'm not, I don't, I don't know all the names, but I feel like I see a name and I'm like, oh, that, you know, that's a, that's a, you know, a star. That's a, a big name. Right guy. Now. Yeah. 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 You, you, you recognize the names, um, kind of, you know, you recognize just buzzwords and anything, but, um, yeah. So I saw Sammy Watkins got signed by the Ravens and I clicked and I, he's, I didn't rise. He's like pretty much irrelevant at this point. Yeah. And 20, I mean, a top pick in the 2014 draft. It just made me think like, holy cow, these football careers are short. They are yeah. short. Uh, stars fizzle out pretty quickly in this league. That's why not to ride the Brady train, but it's still impressive that he's doing what he's doing. Um, I guess not this year, but Hey, still, still first in the division. Not that it's so, so hard this year, but, um, yeah, playing longevity is such a precious thing in the NFL. And when you, when you can do it for, for 10 years, it's, uh, it's impressive. I want to say the average career for NFL players is probably like, four years or something like maybe, that. Maybe. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, it's, it's tough, you know, and injuries play a big part. So you never know, but, uh, yeah, Sammy Watkins kind of, uh, kind of putting back on the shelf. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it's just, just crazy to me. So sorry, Sammy, but, um, um heading into these, the next sad segment, should we start the next sad, disappointing? Segment yeah. Yeah. Matt, uh, the sport world tell uh tell us about these seas they uh they did they finished off the the west coast trip well but this homestand is off to a pretty horrid start uh let's get it going yeah so i'm i'm not super happy to, to say what i'm about to say actually i guess i am at first because we had a nice overtime dub but um 
Yeah, so I was actually in a bar doing some trivia, and I look up and I saw Celtics turn overtime. So you know, I caught caught the, the last half of that. Um, and two things happened in this Lakers game: we blew a lead, and then we regained the lead. We know from watching what is it, the 2019, the 2020 ish Celtics, that we love being up by 26 and then losing. Um, we love that, you know. Yep. And so yep. I think it's it's definitely going to bring back a little bit of PTSD. And they, um, I think Brown had a quote where it was like, "Yeah, like we know this is this is a problem. We know this is something we're not going to be able to do if we're going to be winning this championship finally this year." Um, but you know, they clawed it back, and and you know, Brown Jalen was saying, "Hey, you know, great great way to finish off the road trip." Um, even if, you know, we kind of collapsed at the end. So they clawed it back. But yeah, he had a dagger. Um, he, had, he had a great game. And Tatum with 44 in that game too. So Tatum with 44, Brown with 22. Um, and then a little of my – I'm loving these Missoula quotes. So we have a little Missoula quote. We have, we have to be elite at managing the end of the third, beginning of the fourth quarter. That's where the games are won and lost. And we didn't do a good job managing that part of the game. So we'll take the positives, and then we'll get back to it. So – and that's a big point. I mean um, – I saw the what I think it was the Lakers coach, the new coach. I forget his name, but the new coach had David Ham, something like that, something like that. He had a, almost the opposite quote, where he's like, "We can't let people keep because what the Celtics have been doing is the Celtics have been getting up twenty six on teams in the first quarter. You know that was the, that was kind of during the hot streak. They were crushing it, and so um, he, then you know the Lakers coach was like, "We can't, we can't have that happen." So Al Horford back. Um, uh, what was it, Tuesday? Back on Tuesday, last Tuesday versus the Lakers. He missed five games in a row. Um, and then we had LeBron make a little history. You LeBron, you pro-LeBron or you don't like LeBron? Um, You know, I think LeBron's the best basketball player that I've ever witnessed. I, I didn't get to see Michael Jordan. Um, I think there's not going to be anyone like him. I think it goes Michael Jordan one and then LeBron. Um but yeah, no, I'm not a big LeBron fan. Like I'll, I'm a Celtics guy through and through, and uh, he he's tortured us through the years. And no, I, I there, he he doesn't like Boston, although he is part owner of the Red Sox. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not a LeBron guy, but I do appreciate <laughs> his game. Well, he just broke a record, got his 516th. I guess he didn't break a record actually. He's second with his 516th 30 point game passing Wilt Chamberlain, who's, we'll have to do a little Wilt, Wilt thing one day, because Wilt Chamberlain's ridiculous. He has, yeah. like, averaging 51 points Well, he's season. playing with, like, plumbers and stuff. Yeah, but, yeah <laughs> so he's just averaging, like, 56 <laughs> a game. <laughs> but, um, um, like, I think literally there's one, one like, playoffs where he averaged, like, 48 points, like, 32 rebounds a game. <laughs> Insanity. But who did he, who's the last person he has to pass for 30-point games? I did not look it up. I don't know the answer, but I'd have to guess kareem abdul jabbar no it is like mike wow mike mike, mikey jordan so yeah wow. michael jordan has like 70 more so we'll see i mean he'll, 30 he'll catch games. him he'll catch yeah. him yeah yeah i mean yes 70 70 30 that's a big number 30 point games but he'll then I've, I've i've told you um you know i think i don't see why lebron can't play for six more years you know, yeah i think he's like, got five after this yeah, year like, i really you know, do i'm like i don't think so especially with the money um, that he wants to, you know, spend on his own, though that he does spend on his own body. I think he's going to be fine. But um, I forget who it was. You know, they always say they don't play for that stuff, but I'm sure he, you know, would love to, to pass. I, I mean, mean, I think he was that kind of like insecure guy in a way where it's like everyone's like, yeah, Jordan's the best. Shut up, LeBron. Where he would love to get some of those stats to pad it. Yeah. I mean, you can't he, really argue with Tom, not to slurp Tom, but like, it's, it's like you see people like Aaron Rodgers and it's like, yeah, it's cool, but it's like, 
Aaron Rodgers has am I is he have one Super Bowl, Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. It's one like, for one. Yeah, it's like what are you even talking about? Yeah, I mean LeBron's chasing ghosts at this point. Um he's I like that one. Yeah, this he's dro- this drop I'll tell everyone at home. This dropout has amazing sayings. He has amazing little, nice little gems that he has just stashed away. But no, I think I'll, I'll wrap this out with, um, with a little Charles Barkley moment. I'm thinking about when Charles is on, um, oh, I can't think of it now, TNT. What's it called? Uh, NBA on TNT. Is that just what it's called? And, <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah with, with, with the homies, Kenny, with Shaq. Yeah, um, that's, that's the best, like, priest uh best set in all of sports oh, i think easily, they, easily. They, they provide the the best content and uh they're just purely entertainment and they know what they're talking about most importantly yeah yeah so no but they have there's this one nugget where lonzo ball um scores like he, he has like four points and like a rebound and they put um they put it on the stat sheet on ESPN on the screen. And Charles Barkley's like, he made two more baskets than I did. Like he made two more baskets than I did tonight. And I no, I didn't even play. Like, why is he on the screen? And so I'm reading this little article about the Lakers game. Um, and it says Dennis Schroeder had two points and one assist against his former team. And I'm like, I I could have had that. <laughs> I, I I there's a legitimate shot that I could have sprinted down the court, someone hucks it up. And I just chuck one up, and I could have had the same stats as Der- Den- uh, Dennis Schroeder last night. Um, it's like get that out of my heart. But how many minutes did he play? Oh, how many minutes did he play? Let me look real quick. But it's like, why are you mentioning that he scored? He- and and Dennis Schroeder scores once. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> why, why are you mentioning that he scored? He played nineteen minutes. It's wow, like, why are you yeah. why are you mentioning that? Um, um, yeah, if you, so, wait, no, and they were both and they were both free throws. <laughs> wait, he didn't even score a real basket. Don't waste my eyes on reading that stuff, ESPN. Come on. Yeah, um, ESPN is just not not it. But um, I, I I do want to recommend because you recommended this to me back in the day. Um, you got to watch just a uh, completion of uh, Charles Barkley. Oh, absolutely. On, on set, just absolutely. highlights. Those are, those are second you know to none. Yeah, the stuff he, he talks about. Um, he talks about like Saint, San Antonio women being big and have the big underwear, and they need some <laughs> double wide parking spots for their big cars. I'm like, what are you? And he's <laughs> he's not a skinny dude. I'm like, what are no. you saying? No, he's definitely not. But, um, but no, so we got a dub, and now for the sad stuff, we have some sadness out of us. So yeah, we lost two in a row. I'm not worried about it. Um, but Who just we lose them too. We lost them to the Orlando Magic, one of the worst teams in the league. And but no, I'll go over the the the, the, the numbers a little bit. So yeah, we were minus fifteen on rebounds in the first game. You know that's we know that's not going to win you games. Um, we shot you know forty one twenty three, so forty one from the field, twenty three from the three. That's not going to get you games. And we know we've had, we've been a little slumped recently. But um, Ben, I hope I say this right, Ben Chero and Wagner Boncaro. Is it? No, it's not. You're lying to me. It's Boncaro. Boncaro. I know he is. Uh, I think Paolo, he's Paolo Boncaro. He's like Italian or something. Is it really Boncaro? Boncaro, yeah. Well, okay. I think I'm pretty sure I watched the, some of the games, so I think the announcers are wrong. But um, Banchero, Boncaro. Um, yeah, with Boncaro. Tw- now I feel like I'm wrong. Boncaro twenty. How Wagner, do you say? 25. How do you say Wagner's name? Mo Wagner. Uh, no. They say no, Wa- They say like Wagner. Uh, there's it, it probably is Wagner, but there. So both of the brothers play on the team. 
I noticed that. That was tripping me out. So Mo Mo Moitz Wagner is the older brother because mm-hmm. he he was on the Celtics. Um, oh, okay. He definitely did not have twenty points. I'd be very surprised. His younger brother, who played at Michigan uh, along with Mo Wagner, uh, he's a rookie. Do you know his first name? Franz. Franz. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Appreciate that. But no, let me see. Good uh, job. Let's see. Okay, that's the other game. Shout out! Shout out! Meet uh, Connor and I saw the Magic's uh, opening home game of the year this year. Uh, the Celtics were their opponents. The Celtics worked them. It was actually a pretty close game, but uh, yeah, just want to throw that tidbit in there. That was a uh, that was a fun game. Orlando's a cool city. So yeah, it is pretty cool. Not as cool as West Palm, baby. We love West Palm, but I don't, I don't love um, West Palm, yeah. but it is cool. First of all, it is so cute and must be so much fun that they both start the Wagner start. That's wow. sick. And it was, it was Mo with twenty five. Wow, that's yeah. insane. That makes so Mo, that, that, that loss worse. But... Kevin will smack in the face because he doesn't think he thinks he's a more of a Franz guy. He's more of a Franzi. More guy. of a Franzi guy for sure. He's more of a Franzi guy. <laughs> yeah. So they uh, Franzi or not Franzi? Mo and Bancaro. Bancaro. I'm gonna check you on that one, but it sounds right because he's Italian. But um. Yeah, they, they beat out Tatum 31 and 26. Horford, I actually didn't I didn't see him. I want to watch the clip. I didn't see Horford's foul. I guess he got pretty pissed and uh, gave a little. I think it was Mo. Could have been Franz. One of the Wagners. He just gave a little bang and got ejected. Love that. Um, Love got fine. Got to start there. banging bodies when, yeah, right? when you're playing like shit. You just gotta you gotta enable. You gotta just start flailing and do what you can. Rough them up. You think it's rough enough, or you think it's frustration that they're they're pissed off that they're playing like shit? Yeah, I, I think I think frustration more than anything. Al is a very even keel guy, but they're also these are like alpha competitive dudes, right? Mm-hmm. Like I want to win, but these guys, even though they get paid, I never look at the money stuff. Like that's the market they play in, that's the industry they're in. They have a hard life, and you know, make, making sure their body's good and healthy and. Um, they, whatever, but yeah, I think out of Al, that's probably frustration. Except that freaking Ben Simmons guy. No, I shouldn't hate on him. He literally has like rampant anxiety and and says that worldwide. I shouldn't be like you suck even more. But I'm almost averaging as many points as Ben Simmons. Yeah, but anyways, be. Robert Williams returned. Yeah, I should go up to him and bully him. But Rob, Rob yeah, Williams, see how that goes for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't seem like he has much spark. But no, I'm not. I'm. I am not he's publicly six, claiming. He's like six, ten. <laughs> I am not. Yeah, <laughs> Two fifty. I am not Ben Simmons. If you're out there, I am not publicly claiming I could beat you up. Um, I'd box you maybe, but you probably work me with with one punch. Don't wrestle me. Don't hurt me. But um, anyway, yo, I, I'm, I'm behind this screen. I can say Let's whatever. Just get I him want. on the pod. And I feel tough. Just get him you know, on the pod. Uh, ben, can we get you on the pod? I have something I need to apologize to you about. But no, um, but yeah, Robert Williams, speaking of size, Robert Williams is back. Good to see him back. Time uh, I think it was like his first play, I think, was an alley-oop from Marcus Smart. Just yams. Um, and so, yeah, yeah. So I, I, not watching as much last year and seeing, you know, this year how much of a force he is. I mean, he adds a lot of size that, you know, we've been missing. And yep, the defensive you can, you can, cornerstone. I, I'm just excited to see. Um, he's, he's, you can tell he's happy to be there. He's yamming, smiling, and even though they lost – He's going to provide a lot of good energy, and just not and just not tire out the big men. So we're going to have that, like we talked about. We were deep. Now we add in this other experienced guy that's already, um, you know, already can tell he's ready to go. Yep. So when he shot, he shot perfect from the field. So we're pretty hyped about that. 
Um, and, you know, in the loss, Missoula, we got we had good looks. Even though they're not going in, you have to keep moving the ball and shooting. So I think um, we can talk about the second game here, the second Magic loss. But it's you've, you've, seen, you've seen how good it can be. Um, oh, I, I, let me just talk about the second game real quick. So then we lost 92-95, lost by three. Um, we had a really close end of the game. Brogdon, I think, made a three to, or made a two, made something to bring it to one, and then um, had a couple close misses. Wagner, you know, shot a couple free throws and made them. But we shot 34-25 again, so pretty much, you know, similar numbers from last time, which are very bad numbers. They're not going to win you games in the shooting league. Um, Tatum's out for personal reasons. Hey, hey Jason Tatum, can you uh, stop, what, caring about your family and come play some basketball for us so we can watch? Like, come on, what's up with this? He is getting paid to play basketball. But if you told Charles Barkley that – Jason Tatum was out because it's what? Because his kid was sick? Oh, okay. No, it was his well, kid's you, birthday. You, oh, and he cares about his kid when he should be playing basketball? No, nah, I'm just going to be crazy. We're channeling that flow. But no, uh, we missed you, Tatum. We missed you a lot. But, um, and same thing, you know, the shots were good, and no, you don't adjust your approach. That's what Missoula said. And I think we've seen how, you know, historically hot, how disgusting this team can be when things do fall. You don't want to talk like that. You don't. You don't want to say, "Oh, things aren't just falling." You know, you need to take these losses and analyze them and say, "You know, what can we do better?" We're getting out rebounded by fifteen. Um, I will say, watching these games, even though we lost to the Magic both times, you can see the poise. You can see the experience on the Celtics. You know, the Celtics top seven. I mean, you even just kind of watch like a Hauser versus a Will, like Grant Williams. You know, versus a, obviously Horford. You can just see like the clear difference in experience. Right. Even though they're losing, they're just staying steady. They're not, you know, they're not freaking out or anything. And compared to the Magic, you can, you know, they're a lot of the times Magic were just hucking up shots. You know, they were just kind of a lot, a lot more sloppy. And so, I know the Celtics are going to heat back up. I'm not worried about it. Missoula's not worried about it. But what do you think? Um, I think we're fine. I, we just need to kind of get out of the rut we're in. I wanted to just add um, a tidbit to your because we played the magic twice right back to back um mind you coming into that game they had only won one road game on the year however before that they were riding a five game winning streak um and they made it seven after us and they just lost to the hawks by a point uh in atlanta so i think that magic team is is injected with youth and I think they could be good after they get another good draft pick next year. So um, I like the magic. I like the, the talent they have there and Boncaro is the real deal. Um, he should pretty much run away with the rookie of the year. So um, as much as people want to write them off and say they're scrubs, like they even played us hard in Orlando at the beginning of the year. So um, yeah, obviously you shouldn't lose to them. They're not a good team. They're, pretty bad but um it's the nba all these players deserve to be where they are yeah and i think i mean you also talk about the one in ten on the road i saw that too that also means that they are just playing a lot more free a lot they, they don't care like they have you know they've won one road game let's just you i, I think Bancaro had a quote where he said his coach said to him, you know, you can either go ahead and say, oh, we're losers. Let's not try. Or you can go out and just give it your all. And they clearly right. did the same. So, right. So, no, uh, shout out to that young Magic team getting it done. They're playing with house money. You know, what do they care? Exactly. You know, they're expected exactly. to Another lose. Another gem. I love these gems. So, um, 
Yeah, I think we rounded out some of that Celtic stuff. So I'm not worried. I think if we go ahead and we lose, you know, four more out of our next five, that's going to be like, okay, and what's going on here? Still, I mean, I think with these players, still not even super alarming, but let's bring it back in. I think, you know, they've lost. I'm looking at it now. They're one in five in their last five. They're one in four in their last five. Um, Let's go ahead, take a second, recap, um, or not recap, but regroup rather, and, you know, start getting it done again. So. And 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 then I'll, st- I'll 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 stop rambling here. But it's like you know we lost we lost by three we lost by eight and we're shooting twenty three from three. So it's like you know the, they'll be fine. We're in there. We haven't gotten blown out. The Warriors gave us a little whooping, but we we haven't even gotten blown out once. So yeah, we got blown out by the Warriors. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I mean I still hold my reservations with I this. this I, I I do too, but I still. You kind of have that PTSD uh, from just, you know, is this team going to kind of man up essentially when we get to the playoffs? I mean, you're really going to be chasing the Bucs. Um, I think the Bucs are a better team than you still. Um, they have the best player in the world. So, um, Greek. That's big time Greek. Uh, so that's kind of where you're at. I, I want to see them obviously be healthy and uh, hopefully it comes together, but I, I love the offense. I think they'll figure it out, um, but they are going through a little rough patch, but they still have, uh, I want to say four to five more home games this stretch. So it should be interesting. Um, I think they'll be fine though. Greek, but doesn't look particularly hairy. So that's kind of sketchy. We might have to launch an investigation on that one. But yeah, I mean, they need to get the rebound and figure it out. Now they have Robert Williams and then, you know, you'll keep playing hard on D. But, I mean, they do have the defensive player of the year in Marcus Smart. So. Yes, they do. Um, um, but why don't you tell me about these big bats swinging for the fences Red Sox? Yeah, What's well, if you, if you want to categorize them as that. Um, I just kind of wanted to give everyone an update. Obviously, we are in the offseason. The winter meetings have come and passed. A lot of the big marquee free agents have came and gone. Um, most notably, your... Face of the franchise, Xander Bogarts, gone. Um, you could kind of see the writing on the wall. Uh, Bogarts was offered five years for, or excuse me, was it three? It was five, four years, $90 million at the beginning of training camp. That is pure disrespect. Um, you let him hit the free agent market, and this is what happens. A team like San Diego swoops in. They send him a contract of 11 years. For $280 million. Uh, and how can you turn that down? Sander Bogarts is 30 years old. Uh, he, he, he'll be good for, you know, five, six more years, but you know, uh, this isn't a contract I'd want the Red Sox to give out to Xander Bogarts, but I think he would have taken a hometown discount. Um, but I don't blame him because I don't know the direction of this organization. the, the GM, the ownership, they're not being clear with the public. They say one thing, they do another. They said Xander was their biggest uh, biggest to-do uh, on their offseason list. That did not happen. Um, so thank you to Bogey. Love watching him. Uh, would not pay him that kind of money. However, uh, it just won't feel the same. A lot of the – now all of those Red Sox from – you always had that link from, uh, you know, it was Pedro, then Ortiz, then now kind of Bogarts. And 
you know, Raphael Devers is your best player, but, you know, he doesn't speak English all that well, so he's not really, you know, he can't be that face of the franchise sort of guy. He can with his play, but regardless, um, just tough to see him go. Uh, Also, departing the Red Sox after five years, probably your best free agent signing um, within, you know, the past 30 years. Um, J.D. Martinez goes out to the Los Angeles Dodgers on a one-year 10-mil kind of prove-it deal. Uh, He had a down year last year, but definitely someone you'll miss. And I I was not expecting the Red Sox to bring him back. Um, And he's reunited with Mookie in Los Angeles. Now, the people who are gone, uh, there are newcomers. Uh, No one that really jumps at you, but the Red Sox do have a new closer. Kenley Jansen, two years, 32 mil. Uh, That shores up your bullpen. Um, They've added a few more relievers as well, which is huge. Uh, Baseball is very much a bullpen game now, so uh, very excited about that. But probably the most interesting signing, um, you never really know how these go. Uh, Masataka Yoshida, five years, 90 mil, uh, an outfielder, uh, from Japan, uh, has strong comparisons to Ichiro. Obviously that's a very high ceiling, but, uh, you know, he's played seven career years overseas in Japan, uh, 326 batting average, 135 homers. He's someone that's going to bat lead off and, uh, you know, it's going to be, Interesting to to watch a new face. Hopefully, he can make a difference. Uh, and lastly, someone I wanted to touch on, Justin Turner. He's the most recent signing. Uh, two years, 22 mil. Uh, he does have an opt-out option after uh, this year. He's someone that will kind of be in a DH and give Rafael Devers a, a night off at third base. But, um, yeah, it's... Uh, not a great time to be a, a Sox fan. I'm not sure the direction they're going. And losing Xander was just dumb. So that's really all I have to speak on that. Just wanted to give everyone an update. Um, that The Red Sox will be more of a talking point as we get into baseball season. But, um, you know, the winter meetings just happened. So just wanted to touch on it. You know, now that I think about you know, what the hell are we going to talk about on football ends? We're going to have baseball starting up, so we have a little Red Sox fanatic, fanaticism. I think we got enough in the chamber. I think we'll be all right. Yeah, we'll have some Boston coming up. So, no, uh, a lot lot more sports left to be discussed until next football season. But anyways, um, Yoshida hopefully puts on a nice show. Hey, if you know what I'm talking about. But no, I think the one interesting thing about me, hopefully that wasn't racist, hopefully it's from Japan. But um, maybe it isn't. I don't mean anything. Not racist. I mean, no harm podcast. to you, Asian folk. I mean, no no harm to you. But um, the thing about Bogarts, and I think it's really interesting. I'll define that. I was, look, I was Googling some stuff while you were talking, but um, I moved back because I was afraid. I was like, yeah, I, I think I was like talking up here for a little bit. But hopefully I'll stay right here. But no, but they, I, I told you this before that these contracts blow my mind. Because like you said, you know in six years he's not going to be that good. Like you know that. And yeah, you, I'd be surprised. <laughs> and there's weird, weird luxury. I don't know. I'm going to throw out random words, but luxury tax. And I know, and I'm happy. I know the players, I don't think we're super happy about it in the NBA, but there's some news about um, them putting on like a, a just a, I think it was like a hard, if I read it correctly, a hard contract or hard 
um, salary cap ceiling in the NBA. Like you cannot cross this. We don't care if you pay a huge tax because that's stupid. And not in my opinion, maybe people have different opinions. I think give every team a fair shot. Why would some teams play by different rules than other teams? But to stop the rambling, um, the thing with, I'll send you this book, uh, the chapter from this book called "The Signal and the Noise" by Nate Silver. You might have heard of him. He does he does some um, he does some sports and analytics stuff for ESPN. But he had this thing about like it, baseball is weird because the the players are so good from like twenty to 27, 28. and then oh, oh, can you still hear me? Now I can. Oh, uh, hopefully that hopefully that just just went through. No, um, that, that that didn't go through. Well, I mean, well, I'm, last time we we I froze and I listened back. I was still it still had me talking. Oh, really? Yeah, because I I'll, I, I'll I, check it. I'll yeah, it's weird. It. It's weird. But I'll, I'll just repeat myself real quick. So there's this guy Nate Silver. He wrote a book, The Signal and the Noise, and he has a chapter on baseball. He was like one of the OG like baseball analytics people, and um, he had this huge thing about you pay these players when they're thirty. Even know, even knowing that their prime is going to be over pretty soon, because baseball is weird. Where like these players are so good from like twenty to twenty seven, and they're not getting paid anything. Like they're getting paid nothing compared to what they should be getting paid. And then they kind of cash out from like twenty eight to thirty two, and then they just nosedive. And then they're st- like teams are stuck with these huge contracts because what what's what's San Diego doing? They want a n- nasty Xander Bogarts for the next three years, and then they're just going to be stuck with two, like they're going to be stuck with two hundred million dollars of contract. Uh, I, I think he'll probably like, be serviceable, especially because <clears throat> he'll be serviceable because th- there's now a DH in the NL. Like if there wasn't a DH, he would not get the years. Um, oh, is there? I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, just last year, which I actually like. Um, so. I think that's where he can kind of make, you know, and he's a leader, you know, he, he's someone that's good to have in your clubhouse and, you know, he'll that's be, good, he'll be good for the next six, seven years. And then you yeah. kind of have to deal with the next four to three years, but yeah. um, he could still hit the ball well and, you know, probably not worth the money, but I think he's getting paid uh, structure wise more upfront than later. Which makes sense. But no, yeah, it's just weird. Cause He'll drop off and then they're half his contract. It's, it's, I think it's more like these people revert back to being kind of average pretty quickly because baseball yeah. is very much like if people are hot and then they die off. But right. um, let me shut my analytic ass up. But no, you had this. Oh no, you had this one one last note about shortstop. Anything there? Or did you already say that? Uh, no, I just don't know what they're gonna do for shortstop moving forward. Uh, they have a draft pick uh, that they took last year, I believe, uh, Marcelo Mayer. Uh, who's supposed to be the next big thing. He's our best prospect uh, in our farm system. Uh, but he's probably best case scenario, not getting to see the field till like, like post uh, call-ups late 2024, probably early 2025 is when you'll see him, but um, he's going to be good and he'll be your shortstop as, as if all goes to plan. Um, but I, I'm not a believer in, waiting for that to happen. Like you have a sure thing in Bogarts, a guy who is beloved by the city of Boston. Um, it's tough. A lot of these big athletes are, are leaving Boston. It, it started with Tom Brady, Mookie Betts, uh, Gronk. Um, now you, you lose, you lose Xander. That's a big one. Lose down to Florida. It's true. You know, but you're also one of our biggest, I mean, I, not like I live here, but you're one of uh, our biggest losses to date, probably. 
from New England. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> but um, so I got a couple. We have a couple last tidbits for everybody. So a couple. I, I wrote to these two name or these two things under World Cup, even though one has nothing to do with the World Cup. It's just something crazy I saw earlier that I want to ask you about. But Argentina, Leo Messi. I saw some people saying the best athlete of all time, straight up. Interesting. We could have maybe a talk there one day. But um, they go, they bring it home in penalties. I think they should have just like hockey does, like a net, like just a goal, like a golden goal forever. Yeah, pretty, uh, pretty lame. Pretty everyone lame. who plays FIFA plays golden goal, and if you don't, yeah. I, yeah, it's sorry. pretty. Lame. I don't know. Maybe we'll change that. And ima- I mean, imagine you're playing football, and it's like I don't know. You just go into like like field a field goal. Right, off. <laughs> right. <laughs> like that's, that's ridiculous. But um, what? No, wait. In, in the Super Bowl, I'm trying to think. In in football. It, oh, it just goes into overtime, and they do the whole like, um, if you score a touchdown, you win thing. If you win, yeah. If you score a touchdown, you win. If you go to get another try, yeah, yeah, for like the first two possessions or anything. Just, anyways, just first possession. Um, first possession. And then next but score wins. Argentina, Leo Messi. They come in for the win. They beat France, a, a really strong France team. But what I wanted to talk to you about is they go back and they try to have a little party parade, and. They have to be. They're gonna. They're trying to take a bus to the Obelisco de Argentina, just a big, you know, big statue in the middle of town. And they have to get the players have to get helicoptered out of the parade because it's so crazy. Yeah. How many? Did you see that? I didn't see that. I. I, I mean, there was videos of someone hanging out, like just taking a video of their balcony of over the streets of Argentina, and you know, one of the major cities. Uh, and it was madness and I don't blame them. Like that's, that's, that's as big as it gets. Like I'd be going crazy if the U S won the world cup and I'm not a soccer fan. Um, I wonder if I'd be, I think I, I think I would, if they were getting hotter, I would have got more into it. I mean, it's the one thing that kind of brings everyone together on the same thing, right? right? Like we all root for our domestic sports, but when do we have a chance to, to root for something like that? USA number one, but no, I was going to say, how many people do you think were in that crowd that had them, that caused them to get helicoptered out? Is this, is this like, do you know the answer yeah. to this? I mean, did I drop out? No, I know this stuff. Um, I need, I, I need a new rope because I'm, dropout's feeling dry out of my mouth. So I know it can't be feeling good in your ears, but no, how many people do you think were in this? Uh, and he's a very smart person, by the way, if you know Kevin Henry, like I do, you know, he's very bright. But anyways, um, how many people do you think were in this crowd? Hundred thirty thousand. Four million. Oh my God. I was thinking I was gonna go like a milli, but I'm like, there's no way. Four million people. Have you ever been to like a like a Brian I'm gonna get this name wrong, but like a Bryant Denny or like a one of those mega stadiums? Like a Alabama? Uh not a what, mega thousand people. No, I, I mean the, the biggest one I've probably been to is like I don't know, like a, no, nothing like that. No. Like a Gillette. Um, yeah, but Gillette. that's not even that big, you know? Yeah, I feel like, let's see, Gillette capacity. Okay, Gillette's 65,000. So you imagine, it's like, imagine it's like 80 Gillettes. That seems like a, a public, like, health crisis. Or oh, I, I mean, I that's probably why they got helicoptered out. Yeah. So that's ridiculous. Um, and so I'm just imagining that energy. And you know the Hispanic people are going crazy. Those yeah. people love the party. Yeah. They're going nuts. So that's pretty cool to see. It was, it was cool to see, um, you know, Messi get the dub. But 
Um, I just want to bring that up. I think I might, I might, I love these big numbers and I love asking you these big numbers, but then you're going to get used to it and you're going to be just saying big, um, I don't know. I, I, I don't think I would have, uh, I obviously didn't come. Well, I'm close. saying if we had a big number, a little big numbers talk, um, maybe we'll throw every time we'll throw out some big numbers. The, at the, you. Numbers, the more they scare me. Continue. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about, or I mean, I'll tell you about Minoru, another Yoshida, Minoru Yoshida. He is the world record holder for most push-ups in a row. How many push-ups do you think he did? Uh, 5,000. So I'm flashing back to when we'd be in like eighth grade, we had to do the push-up test, and you're, you grind out like 32, and you're like, oh my God, this is insane. He did 10,507 push-ups in a row. I was about row. to say 10K, but I was like, that's in a row, he did ten thousand in a row, which is absolutely insane. Oh my god! Well, good for him. Uh, <laughs> not, not geez. in my future. Um, not in my future. But no, we're wrapping up, and we have a little bit of. I do want one one sec, Matt. I want to close this segment. We'll take a transition, um, and then we'll hop back in. But I want to have one more tidbit. Uh, that World Cup final is one of the best sporting things I've ever watched. And I don't like soccer, but like I was glued to that game. That was that was so sick to watch. Like Mbappe and Messi was so much on the line. I hate that it ended in a shootout, but like the the events of that game was insane. I just I couldn't really like I've always watched soccer and it's never entertained me like that. That was like one of the craziest things I've ever watched. FIFA's cool. I'm not the organization. The organization sucks. The video game's cool. The uh, the sport, not so much. But no, yeah, and you thought you mean you thought Argentina was running away with it 2-0, like with t- 10 minutes left, and then nope. France scores two goals 90, or 90 seconds. Messi goes down, score, or get, what is he? Is he oh, yeah, wait, yeah, that's what it was. They had a, they had a, it was 3-3. Yeah, it was 3-3. Messi score, yeah, yeah. or no, yeah, so France ties it 2-2 and then in the second in the 120th minute I think Messi scored with like 117 and then uh, Mbappe got a a penalty kick it was just crazy like I don't know it was just it was a perfect two like Sunday morning game 9am it's like you finish that game you're like holy shit that was insane and then you have seven hours of football that was perfect. That's what you said. Yeah, there's there's different levels of, of feeling like you're on crack. And I think, like, throwing a touchdown is pretty cool. Hitting a three-game winner is pretty cool. But, like, hitting one of those shots in the World Cup with three – I think, like, three billion people watched it. Yeah, insane. And, yeah, it's absolutely incredible. But, all right, we'll, uh, we'll take a quick break, uh, and then we'll hit on our Christmas segment because this is our last episode before Christmas. Um We will be right back. Thanks for tuning in and talk to you soon. Tune in. Christmas segment because who doesn't like Christmas? I think it's one of my favorite holidays. Uh, Matt, where does it rank in your tiers of holidays? 
I think billions of people would disagree with you because they don't celebrate Christmas. Oh, true. Well, whatever. Sorry. <laughs> but we do, so we're lucky. Yeah, baby. No, Christmas is sick. Uh, yeah, we talked about Thanksgiving. Ah, Christmas has... Because I think you talked about this last time where you said, you know, obviously as an adult, it's a little bit different when Christmas loses a little bit of magic. Because Thanksgiving's sick, um, you know, especially if you know, you're lucky enough to have a, a good, loving family. If you don't, then maybe it's a kind of a racket. But Christmas is so amazing because there's the magic, and I want, I really want a white Christmas. I really want it to be lovely. I always, I make a big effort to try to watch some Christmas movies with my parents because it's lovely. Um, and I think it's up there. I don't know if it's my, f- ah, ah. it's incredible. I don't know. There's something about even just being a 25 year old man going to bed in your childhood home on Christmas Eve where you're kind of like, life's all good. It's not that yeah. bad. Right, right. Well, it's that homebody like feeling, and it it feels way more like Christmas when you're home, in my opinion. Uh, being down in in the FLA, it just doesn't hit the same. Um, but it is always to be in in nice weather. Uh, real quick before we go into our top five Christmas movies, uh, when and how did you figure out Santa wasn't real? I was gonna ask you that. I, I was literally gonna ask you that. So. I know, right? Those Greeks, we got the Greek energy. But no, I think that I want to say it was fourth grade and I was in Miss Tangway's class. And I remember, because I was a defender Shout of out. Santa. I was it, yeah. Oh, you were Tangway? I was, yeah. Fourth grade. Nice. It was supposed to be Magliaco. We got ripped off. But Tangway yeah, was cool. Tangway was cool, though. Yeah. We just chill. Shout out Miss Tangway. I wonder if you remember us. But no, um, I remember being like a staunch, a, a you know, a... I'm trying to think of other good vocab words. Just a, a adamant defender of a class, of Saint Nick, of that big man in red with the white beard, because who Brendan Martin was for Milltown Firefighters last year, by the way. Nice. That's wild. We, we Shout saw, out Brendan. Yeah, we saw him. But um, the yeah, I remember just being such a big defender where I'd, I'd get up in kids' faces because, you know, I was the nerdy kid, too in fourth grade and I was like I was like what True. you think I was like you think that all the parents in the world can coordinate getting all these presents and that they can ship all this stuff across the country across the world who has the and money if, for this yeah I was like first of all I think you <laughs> have the money I, I was like you think the logistics work out where like you you literally think someone could go all these people could coordinate buying these presents and then put them under that your parents could put them on the tree without you noticing and like I'd, I'd give I'd be freaking out on people um, and I don't know how I figured out. I remember one time cause I, I was just a, an a-hole and I'd wait, I think at one time in like fifth or sixth grade, I just woke up like two, I, I might've like set an alarm. I just woke up at like 3am and went down and my, the, the presents were already there. So I was kind of like, Hmm, like, is this Santa dude? What's up with that? Um, but I remember I was actually talking to Rachel about this recently. I remember like staunchly defending Santa through like through fourth grade. What about you? I don't know how old, uh, probably, probably around that time, maybe a little before. Um, but I, uh, I was a Snoopy kid and honestly, now that I think about it, like, I can't think if I was like a believer in Santa, like I, I definitely was, we'd always, uh, watch like the NORAD tracker. Um, cause we'd always do Christmas Eve at, uh, the Lawrence's and we'd always watch the NORAD tracker. That was so goaded. Um, I hope every kid got to experience that. It would tell you where Santa was. And anyways, um, 
my dad went to a Patriots game in Green Bay, and I went into his closet, and I saw I saw a cheese head and a Packers jersey. It was an AJ Hawk jersey, and I was like, "Oh, that's sick! Like he got me this present. That's awesome! Like that's sick." Well, come to find out, when I was opening my presents, they were from Santa. So, called my dad out on the spot. Said he's not real, and uh, kept it pushing. And what he? How did Brian react to that? He he was just like, I can't remember exactly what he said, but I just know that uh, it was good stuff. I don't remember. I don't remember a confrontation with my parents. I also never. I never left out milk and cookies. Did you ever do that? Yeah. For sure. Probably not consistently every year, but we definitely did. Yeah, I don't think we ever did the milk and cookies, so we I will think, have uh, My dad consistent. listens to it. I'm sure those were clean house uh, every time. Yeah, by Big Bri. Yeah, oh yeah. All right, oh, Big yeah. Bri. No, but I think um, my sister's daughter is going to have her first Christmas. I guess so is my brother's, my brother's son, so that'll be yeah. fun. I got, them, I got them heat presents. Heat oh, presents. Oh, good. Good. We love that. Well, now you, don't, you don't have to buy your uh, you don't have to buy your, your sister and your brother presents anymore. You buy their kids presents. Yeah, that's that's very nice. Well, um, we'll we'll hop right into it. Top five Christmas movies. These are our personal favorites. Not meaning they're the best or traditional, whatever you want to call it. I'm not a big like diehard sort of you know like I, that's that stuff. Like I need it to be Christmas themed. Um, as opposed, but, to, as opposed to a non-Christmas themed Christmas movie? Well, like Die Hard's like not Christmas, you know, like it's not a Christmas movie. Oh, you said Die Hard. Die Hard, which it, it's considered a Christmas movie. Oh, is it? But it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I swear to God, that's a thing. Isn't that nuts? Oh, okay, okay. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of, I always get these mixed up. I haven't seen Die Hard. I'm thinking of Rush Hour with like Jackie Chan. Wow. Honestly, that feels, in my opinion, that would feel like a movie I would watch every Christmas rather than Die Hard. Like, that's me, though. I was like, what? How's this a Christmas movie? Okay, that's crazy to me. The action movie, I'm just looking it up. That's, I, I did not know that was a, okay, okay, it says Christmas Eve, so, I, okay, I, I will, I will watch Die Hard. Um, so, Matt, if you want to start us off, we'll go five down. Damn, I literally told you I didn't have my movies ready, and you get me on the spot. Yeah. So, oh my god, um, five, okay, okay, um, I have a couple in my head. Ice Age, for some reason, always feels like a Christmas movie to me. That can be in there. You know, it's not. But, um, well, I can't. Oh, okay. I'm seeing other ones. I looked up up a couple. But um, I got some bangers. I got some bangers to me. Oh, man. Okay. So I'm going to cop out here so I can get you talking so I can can round out my list because I have a couple in the chamber now. So. I always love. I, I don't know why. It's it's you know before I was was doing all my crazy stuff, messing up my brain. I always loved that like Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Yeah, Island of Misfits. It's so you said Island of the Misfits. Yeah, it's so crazy trippy. It's so like so weird because it was, it was like stop motion almost. Yeah, and, and you know in the age where we're just playing, I'm looking. I always I'm looking up. In the age where, like, you know, we're playing video games all the time and ding, ding, boom, bomb, bomb, Fortnite, yeah. Fortnite, like, to think that me, and I, I, you know, I grew up watching Cartoon Network and SpongeBob and stuff, my brain's mush. And to think that I could just sit and watch this, like, super slow, you know, antiquated movie where they move around these these random dolls and reindeers and things, it was, it was, blows my mind every time still I think about it. Still a banger. Still a banger. Still bangs. And yeah, some, I can, I'm looking at the picture now. 
thinking when they light up his nose and it just goes like ding, like some shit. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'll go. I'll hit that one on number five because it has you. We gotta love the Rudolph. You love Rudy. You love, you know we you know we love a great underdog story here. Of course, always. You know we love a great always. We gotta story. root. We gotta yeah, root. So for we root, root for Rudolph. Uh, I'm gonna go um, with that for five. Yeah. Uh, number five for me is the Polar Express. Um, the animated with Tom Hanks. Uh, I, I just as weird as it is, and it's like not that great of a movie, but uh, I just remember reading the book like in school and they had the, the little bell with it too. Um, that was like in the book. I don't know. It's just nostalgic. Um, not something I watch every year, but still hits hard and, and still uh, makes me feel youthful uh, when I watch it. So I'd have to go number five uh, Polar Express. Oh man. Okay. For number four, I'm looking at some of these movies because I got my number one, and I have I have my number two or three. Okay, I'm looking at this says Edward Scissorhands. I thought that was a, a right a horror movie, but I, mean, I guess I don't know. So I'm gonna go. Oh, I, I I'm looking at I see Charlie Brown. I need to rip Charlie Brown more because uh, I love the music. That shit goes crazy. But um, I'm gonna go with. Home Alone for number four because it rips. Go, go, it rips, go uh, to Macaulay in his best years. Although, yeah, he married um, London Tipton from The Sweet Life. That's wild. I did not I think know. They, that. I, think, I think they have a kid, they have a kid together. Wow. But shout out Macaulay. Um, it just, yeah, has that. I, I love a good, like, it's kind of like, I love heist movies and it's, it's kind of like heisty in a way where, like, almost like a reverse heist where they're trying to get him. And um, I, I can't think of his name. It's my cousin Vinny. I'm I'm I'm, I'm sleep deprived today. Um, my cousin Vinny. What's his name? And then Don, oh. the Pesci, Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. Pesci um, you know, they're just, he's a legendary villain in that. And I love just I love the whole like kind of running around the big house. You kind of like fantasize about this per- person living in their big house, and they just forget him. And his name's Kevin, right? Makes, uh, it, makes is. It, better. it is. It makes yep. it better. So I love that little theme about. Um, you know, cute kid getting in a little bit of trouble because that was like us back in the day and getting away with it. So I'm going home alone. Also, I haven't seen I haven't seen two, and I feel like there's a three. I've only seen one, I think. Yeah. Um, oh, there's a four. Goated. Goated. Yeah. I mean, it, they fall off after two, uh, different actors and all that. But number four for me, Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, freaked me out as a kid. Freaked me out as a kid. But uh, I love that he goes in and takes over uh, the Christmas town and this is Halloween. This is Halloween. It's always stuck in my head. So um, just an absolute classic and something I watched a lot as a kid. I actually have to rewatch it, but um, that's, that's easy. Number four for me. Damn. I need to go rip some, rip a bunch of Halloween movies. I feel like I'm going to work these next couple days. I'm nothing to rip some movies. So I think, Oh, you have the crazy skeleton dude. So I'm for number three, I'm going to go, something recent that i've seen and i'm gonna go miracle on 34th street wow which I get, i've never seen it which i get confused with mike lupica's miracle on 49th street jack and i are looking at some mike we want to throw back look at some mike lupica book crazy covers. crazy but also has appearances on espn and stuff but no um just a cute just another cute story about you know the big parade and the people being too busy with work and not paying attention to the kids and then the Christmas spirit comes and lights up everything and, and Santa saves the day. So it's uh it's another just absolute classic. I actually watched the um 
the like well, let me look at this year i watched the 1930 no 1947 um version with my dad last year i'll probably watch it again this year because he's that kind of guy that's like let's just watch the same movie every year vintage um, yeah right vintage so so we'll go, go ahead and watch that um and yeah it's just a great it's a great it's a great little like i mean i guess a lot of the movies are like that but it's a great little like and eh, christmas isn't that cool and then by the end the girl's like christmas is amazing um yeah so Number three for me is actually Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Uh, yeah, I actually like it better. It's because the New York aesthetic, like, I, it's just, I love that it's in New York City. New York City is one of the best places to be around Christmas time. And, um, Never done it. It's, yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's, uh, the city doesn't stink as much and uh, just a very homey feeling in such a big city with so many people. Um I, I just I love it I, I love I love the first Home Alone but I, I wanted to kind of keep it just one of them and the second just always it's I felt like I gravitated more towards that and obviously I got to be a Home Alone supporter as uh, you know I know another I know a Kevin he's he's a decent guy so we'll, Man, we, know um, you like kids. we know you like kids but Jesus um, that's that's, <laughs> that's not where that went that, but um, what does he run around New York yeah. Yeah. Just eats, eats around the city. Yeah, he's geeked up and uh, <laughs> he's running from Joe Pesci and I can't can't remember the other guy's name. His name's Marvin. The show, but or excuse me, the movie. But it's funny. That's so funny. Well, what what we're on? I'm on number three. Uh, two. I'm on number two, right? I gotta go. I feel like I think this is your number one, maybe. But I know that this has a cult following. But Elf, of course legendary yeah it's your number one, stuff number one or two no no it's my number two. Oh, oh we got this great minds there number two. Oh, i wonder if i had to say number one but That'd yeah be crazy. Mean, i'd be surprised if you had my number one but... I, I definitely don't then because mine's mainstream but it is definitely um what's it called elf absolute banger will ferrell crushes the role i love seeing some of that stuff for how, how they film it um because like you know will i mean will ferrell's a big dude but he's not that big compared to the elves and stuff and um, you also get that kind of city feel. I think that one's, I assume that one's New York City as it well. It is. It yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, I've seen, I've seen some of the clips where they don't actually have like actors in some of it. It's just yeah. people. But um, you got to love Will Ferrell being absolutely ridiculous, making all those those just crazy, silly jokes. Yeah, he, he kills that role. Um, He's still but, nuts. Have you ever seen like Eurovision or any of those new, the new Will Ferrell movies? Yeah, they're nuts. He's still nuts. So yeah. he's absolutely cracked. Um, can you guess when that was uh, made? What year? Elf? Yeah. Oh, geez. Um, 2003? Yeah. Was it? Yeah, you're good. Nah. I feel like you've been hitting these. Uh, nice. these I hit someone nice last time. I forgot. I was, uh, you asked me someone's age. You asked me like the average age of like of like the Panthers. And I was like 23 and a half. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think it was, uh, it could have been like the Oklahoma City. I think, I it, think was it was. Thunder. I think it was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, two is Elf. Um, I mean, is it Tim Allen? Is that the dad? I'm so bad. I watched this. No, um, James Conn. It, oh, it is, is James Conn. Tim Allen. Uh, he just Tim recently Allen passed away too. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen The Godfathers. No, I listened to um, some other pods and they just recall these movie details. And I'm like, how do you, oh, someone's calling me. How do you recall these movie details in such depth? I guess they just watch a lot of movies. I, but, I haven't um, really. So I have friends like that who can like recite lines like, so many throughout movies like i'm really like i'm pretty good with like music but when it comes to like movies i very bad at like remembering line for line 
I like the old flicks, but yeah, I feel like people are listening to this and be like, have you even seen the movie? I'm like, I have. I just, my memory sucks. No, I'll remember. I won't harp too much about my memory, but I'll remember the most obscure things. Like, I'll be like, oh yeah, you're wearing the shoes and you had double tied laces in like 2013, but I won't remember like like my mom's birthday. So it's like <laughs> random stuff like that. And uh, it Jeez. was actually three weeks ago and I took her out to dinner. But tell me about your number two. Uh, it's Elf. Trick question. Uh yeah, I think it's just a great story, feel-good story. Um, it's goofy, you know, puts the, the spaghetti with the, the marshmallows, the the syrup, I mean, Pop-Tarts, everything. Lucky Charms, I think he throws in there. Um, when, he, when he starts working at the retail shop, Christmas shop, whatever you call it, and... Uh, Santa shows up. He's not really Santa. And uh, it's just front to back. It's just banger. He like stalks Zoe Deschanel for a bit. He does. He does. No, and it's another thing there with you have James Caan, uh, you know, daddy being like, you know, why are you believing all this? Which is kind of weird because he wrote a a kid's stories in the movie. But um, he's like, you know, not a believer. And you got to be a believer if you want to really find that joy. Yep. Agreed. Number Teaches one. us all a lesson. Give us your number, number one. One is a Christmas story. Yeah. Of not, course. Not a huge is. fan of it. It's good. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. My I brother mean, in Christ, you gotta shoot your eye out. You got the tongue stuck to the pole. You got it's, it's classic. Pro- it's an iconic I one. My, uh, I remember the first time I just dropped a wild storm of f bombs, and I think it was my. I think it was. I was getting something about, I didn't want to shower. I was like seventh grade and I was like, I was just unleashing on my sister, F-bomb, F-bomb, F-bomb. And then somehow my mom, I think I forgot. And my mom, I, my mom came home mid, mid F-bomb and she just smacked the crap out of me. And I remember, um, yeah, no, I did deserve it. Potty mouth. And I remember, um, yeah, in the, in the movie, he drops that F-bomb and he's just like, Oh man. And, um, the little brother, the leg lamp. It's just so that it's, it's just, it it's just kind of like, I, I, I like it a lot because I think it's, um, I'm a big believer. I lost you. Oh, there you are. I'm a big believer in like, I had, I had this like surreal moment last year where I had a couple family members and a couple friends up in my upstairs in the toy room. People know the toy room if you know me. And we were just like playing some ping pong, drinking on some Bud Lights, having a good time. And I was like, I don't need a Ferrari, you know? It's like, this is what's making me feel good. Right. And it's of the course, same thing with that movie. I feel like they, like things don't go well. They burn the turkey and stuff and they still just end up, you know, having a, a good Christmas and, you know, you feel good. So I yeah, love that. It's not a, it's, uh, I just love, I love all the takes there. Yeah. You tend to, it's Christmas so good. Cause you can do a lot of reflecting. It's the end of the year. And it's like, I try to, think of this and put it in perspective like it's not the stuff you do it's who you do it with sort of thing um it's always better with company not that you know you, you got to find some some self-peace but um that's what christmas well, kind of starts about from is, yeah of course so um you know if you're lucky enough to to have a, a family and and all that like it's it's a one that's why christmas is is up there on holidays but my number one uh probably unpopular opinion i think it's a, a great one i'm surprised you didn't get it though uh how the grinch stole christmas jim carrey oh i don't think i've ever seen it oh my god that is that's i know all i know statement. is all i know is that's like saying you have that's saying you gold. haven't seen save it private ryan oh dude you gotta watch it that's i, I saw that recently i saw that like six months ago 
Yeah, I do. That was my favorite movie growing up. But uh, yeah, I. Uh, Saving Private Ryan was your favorite movie growing up. Oh, by far, by far. Did you have like PTSD watching the first twenty minutes every time? Like, I oh loved it. I thought it was the craziest thing ever. Um, but Look, Dad, you're dying. Yeah, it, that yeah, that movie is just as good as it gets. But uh, just everything. I mean, Jim Carrey kills that role. Um, Sydney Lou, who like it, it's cool seeing the comics come to life or the books come to life. And I thought they did a great job with it. It's got the humor. It's got the comic and it's got, you know, it, it circles back to, um, just believing in Christmas and, you know, enjoying everything. So, uh, yeah, that's my number one. I think that's, it just gives me that nostalgic feeling. I'd always watch it every Christmas and, uh, I love it. I know I got some stuff to work through. I need to I need to watch those those pillars. I just watched Forrest Gump this year. I watched Say Pratt wow, Ryan. That's crazy. I'm like I get why these bang. Old Tom Hanks. I was but I guess Polar if you Express didn't, I guess if you didn't, yeah, I guess if you haven't watched, like if you, I feel like you're not a big movie watcher, so I get that. I wasn't growing up. I like them a lot now, but um, I was you know you know me. I was just video games, video games, video games. Couldn't get my hands off of them, but um, it was tripping me out because I was watching Polar Express with Rachel the other day. And I was like, because it's it's like we, it's like a weird animation where the, at least the Tom Hanks is like almost human, and I'm like, right. why does that guy look like Tom Hanks so much? And Rachel's like, that is Tom Hanks, and I was like, oh, yeah. I forgot. Uh, he sounds like Tom Hanks too, believe it or not. But I will leave you with one thing: best Christmas gift you've ever gotten. I don't know. That's so. I feel like. I'm always different gifts, me, different gifts me in different different things that I mean at, at different ages. Like I'm trying to think what's like the most memorable one. Like my sister got me Celtics tickets to see the Nets like way back. Uh, I don't know. I must have been like uh, t- like ten. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think my dad bought my car one Christmas, the old Chevy Impala, if you remember that, that guy, the gold guy. Um, I don't know. I was pumped when I got a PS2. Like, that was elite. That was pretty groundbreaking stuff at the time. Came with Spider-Man. It was crazy. A lot of people's first consoles. Yeah, I got, I'm thinking mostly high use. I remember I got the ping pong table. And the paintball table was sitting in our garage for like a month and it was in a big cardboard box. And my dad kept going, my dad's a fisherman for everyone out there. He kept going, well, that's just a big part for the boat. Don't touch it. It's going to break it. You're going to break it. And he, and we, and he, um, I think he just goes like, remember that part in the, that boat part in the garage, go open it. And I was like, why? And we run out there. We, I rip it off. I see like the paint on the paintball table, like the little blue and white line. I could tell. And I was just like, I think I literally was about to have a heart attack. And you know me, we went up there and we ripped so much ping pong. Yeah. There, there are, there are, I would, I would say, seventeen holes in my upstairs wall from us just kicking the wall in after losing. James and I would play a hundred game seasons in like two weeks. Like it would be insane. That's crazy. Yeah, we had our, our blunders. Um, Matt hosted ping pong tournaments. Uh, he won the first two, I believe, uh, but then he fell off. Uh, went two and out. It was noted that I was beating him uh, one year, and uh, I think it was, I think I was playing you in the second round, and I broke your paddle. I broke the green one, I think, snapped, and I got DQ'd. I got DQ'd. 
I just DQ'd you. You DQ'd me. Yep. I was, I think I was up like 15 to like six. Like it was, and we go back and forth, but I think you got the best of me uh, a lot. You let, you just let me DQ you? Yeah. I mean, I, I must have I, I been, been not, not happy. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, I think, well, I mean, there were 30 other kids there. So like they probably all got onto it. Um, but that was, uh, yeah, that was tough. Uh, reached the finals, couldn't finish the, the door against Murph, but uh, it is what it is. I do have, real quick, I do have the answer to your question. I It kind of dawned on me, but um, my dad got me. A kidney. Yeah, I mean, I should be. I am grateful for that, but that wasn't around Christmas time. That's, uh, that's, that's, well, screw it. that's, screw you, dad. that's deeper than, uh, than Christmas, but, uh, it, my dad got me Patriots, Dolphins, AFC championship tickets. What year? 2007 when they were undefeated. Yeah. Or, or excuse me, excuse me. Sorry. They were, I take that back. He got, he got me Patriots, Dolphins tickets. It was the last home game of the year. It was the coldest game I've ever been to freezing. Uh, and then we did get tickets to the AFC championship game that year. So, um, yeah, the love of sports I have is from my father. So, um, that was, uh, that was some good stuff for sure. Oh, heck yeah. Well, I hope I get to see you this weekend. Yeah, we'll see. Um, definitely on a time crunch. uh, Crossover potential, not episode, but potential, uh, you, you guys will be able to feel the energy if we touch. Yeah, that's true. But uh, no, that's all we have for our segment. Uh, Pickums is up next. Uh, everyone have a great and merry Thanksgiving. We will be back on next week. Thanksgiving. Did I say Thanksgiving? Yeah, dude, the pressure gets to us. It reminds me of my Cleveland Browns moment. Or oh, I my God. No, the, the intro last week uh, with – Lee and Griffin for bees was was atrocious. I listened to it. Never mind the audio. That intro started it off, but great content. Um, I'll try that again. Everyone have a Merry Christmas uh, and a Happy New Year. However, we will be on next week. Um, Matt, any closing remarks from you? Yeah, if you're doing any of that non-Christmas stuff, get out of here. No, I'm kidding. Happy, happy, Uh, we don't support Kanye. Happy holidays. Yeah, go Kanye. No, um, (laughs) happy holidays to all. And, and to all, a good night. I hope you guys have everyone. And we're back. Week 16 pickums. Connor Meehan with me as always. Uh, what a wild NFL week. Three Saturday games. Uh, we're going to have more Saturday games this week, uh, obviously, with Christmas Eve and Christmas on the horizon. Um, Connor, how you doing? How's, uh, how's, how's it going up there in Orlando, Florida? Doing well, Kev. Yeah, crazy week. Um, and I'm, I was lucky to be able to kind of been busy, so I haven't been able to always tune in, just like kind of sit back and watch most of the games, but got the opportunity to the pleasure to because it was just nonstop great games mm. like across the board so just a good time of the year we gotta love this time of the year for for football um all is well in orlando heading up to rhode island here 
this afternoon, so going to be have a different scenery for these games, but uh, I'm excited for, for the holidays. Yeah, a more homey feeling, if you would. Mm-hmm. Um, well, just want to reset here, give everyone an update through 15 weeks. Uh, Connor still still holding strong at 141 and 80 myself at 134 and 87 he got six and a half on me uh we both went 12 and four last week we split our picks one and one uh i think we split on the what was it broncos arizona you won that yeah. right yeah and, and then took steelers over panthers yeah so uh we were at a stalemate this week so advantage to you um which has kind of been a reoccurring thing week by week. However, uh, that can that can still change. Three weeks. Um, I'm not sure I'm feeling desperate this week. However, um, you know the picks are in, so I, I don't change them. You know, once we once we get on the stage here and we record, uh, nothing gets changed. So uh, I want to look. We do have a Thursday night game, and then we have one, two, three, four. Five, six, wow, seven. So majority of these games are being played on Saturday. Eight, yep. 11. nine. Wow, that's crazy. Only three, okay. so, yeah, only three on Christmas. Wow. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, I, I like that they did that, though. Um, still have football on Christmas, but Saturday football just hits different. You know, you don't, you don't have Monday scaries, or excuse me, the Sunday scaries, but the Monday uh, – hanging over your head knowing that uh once the the sunday night game's over so uh i'm actually a big fan of this i don't know how you feel but um definitely don't hate that uh but let's uh let's get it moving here uh thursday night game jacksonville jaguars six and eight uh pick six walk off not the only walk off of the week but we'll talk about that um Going into play New York Jets, Mike White has been ruled out. Zach Wilson getting the nod again. Didn't play great against the Lions last week, uh, but this is a gotta-have-it game. Uh, this actually could have playoff implications, unlikely, but uh, if the Jaguars win, they'll be at 7-8, and eight, uh, and they'll be ahead of the Jets. So do or die for the Jets. Connor, I'll let you start it out here. Yeah, I mean, this game definitely has playoff implications for both teams. I mean, if, if they win and, and the Titans lose, they'll be tied up at 7-8 and eight in the division uh, for the Jags. So, I don't know. what the t- I think that the Titans have the tiebreaker as of now. I, I don't know their schedule. But definitely playoff implications for both teams. Um, and up I guess not as much up against each other. Um, but I'm going to go with Jacksonville. I don't trust Zach Wilson to, to score enough points. Um Obviously, the Jets' defense is formidable. Um, Jacksonville scores a lot of points, so I think it'll be a little bit lower scoring, more scrappy, but I don't like Wilson to get it done in a game like that, or at least he hasn't proven it yet. Proven it yet. So I'm going to roll with a hot hand. Trevor Lawrence uh, coming off a four-touchdown game to get one done on the road. Yeah, it's a matchup of the 2020 draft class. Um, I'm going to go with the Jets here. I think they're the better overall team. I think... The Jags uh, are heading in the right direction organizationally, but uh, I think overall the Jets' defense is going to make a stand here. Uh, I think this team could be fun and frisky if they were to get into the playoffs, especially if Mike White returns to the field. 
Uh, as long as Justin, or excuse me, as long as Zach Wilson doesn't turn the ball over, uh, I think the Jets win this game. I'm not entirely confident that he doesn't turn the ball over. However, uh, I think the Jets make enough plays and their defense stays stays firm and they win this Thursday night game at home to put them back in the playoff race discussion. All right. So now for the 11 uh, Saturday games, we'll get it started with uh, the Buffalo Bills coming off a big win uh, at home last Saturday night against the Finns. They're 11 and three top of the AFC uh, going against the Chicago Bears at three and 11 put up a good fight against uh, Philly uh, at home, but uh, unfortunately could not pull that out. Uh, I like the Bills here for numerous of reasons, um, but now we're getting into uh, playoff mode football week-by-week games. I think the Bills are aware of that. They've been in this situation uh, for the past few years, so I like them to get a win on the road in Chicago. Yeah, I do too. I I, I honestly, you know, I don't know. It'd be easy for me to read into, like, the Bears – playing the Eagles close last week and thinking this could be the game where the Bills throw up a dud. I feel like they typically have a dud like this. They've kind of already had it. Um, I could see them kind of losing this game, but there's no reason for me to be this crazy bold. Um, I'm not in your position, so um, I can be a little bit safer here. Uh, I'm going to roll with the Bills on the road as well. Yeah, it's just an easy pick. And at the end of the day, you know, I don't want to sell my soul for, for winning. I, I, I want to make – the right picks and, and gather those points because, you know, you got to take some pride with you. Obviously, winning is important, but uh, you got to be smart. And uh, I'll take my chances when I feel like I have to, but uh, this isn't the game that I, I want to take. Uh, we're moving on here. Uh, the New Orleans Saints, 5-9, and nine, winning at home uh, against the Falcons. Desmond Ritter had the start, uh, did not go very well against that Saints D. Uh, and the Saints at 5-9 and nine are very much within reach for that division still. Uh, playing the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland, 6-8. and eight. The Browns beat the Ravens on Saturday afternoon. Uh, Deshaun Watson still doesn't look great, but made enough plays in that game to win. And that's why I'm taking the Browns here. Uh, I think Deshaun each week could get better. The Saints' defense does scare me in this but I don't think their their offense is great um so I like the Browns here uh at home yeah I'm with you there um I'm in the same vein I think Deshaun continues to get comfortable more comfortable each week um I can't say I've watched a ton of of their games um since he's been back or even without him um but I'm really looking at the stat right now the Browns have been pretty good at home this year um you know considering they're they're four and three at home and the Saints have only been good at home. So anytime, you know, one and five on the road, um, to me, that that's enough to, to roll with the Browns here to, to get one done in a game that I guess could mean something for the Saints, but really at the end of the day won't, won't you know, make too much of a change in, in the playoff standings. Yeah. Doesn't move the needle, but we move on. Houston Texans, 112-1 going into Tennessee. The Titans need a win. Uh, played the Chargers close last week. Ryan Tannehill got hurt, came back in the game. Still was not enough. Um, this has a Derrick Henry masterpiece written all over it. 
Uh, I'm going with the Titans. I think this is a must-have it game for them, uh, and I like them to hopefully get closer to solidifying that AFC division. So give me the Titans here uh, convincingly. Yeah, I'm not as convinced as you are. I, I'm really high, I was high on the Titans earlier in the year. Um, they've been struggling, and, and the Texans. I mean, don't forget the last two games they were they lost in the last possession to two of the best teams in football. Um, don't know what that says about them. Don't know if it just means they got these guys on a bad day. Don't know what it means, but they could be playing some better football against a reeling four straight loss division Titans. Um, so we'll see. I'm going to roll the Titans again. Same, same sort of reason. Don't need to be too flashy here with the pick. This would be a, a crazy pick. Um, so I'm going to roll with the safe bet and the Titans there at home. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I just can't pick the Texans until they beat someone. However, the Texans have played a lot of teams close. They just are that bad that uh, they can't they can't put it all together when it matters most. And their running defense is true uh, is horrendous. So uh, I like Derrick Henry. Hopefully, over 150 yards. Uh, big fantasy playoff implications for the Peepka Prowlers. So um, we'll be we'll be keeping an eye on that game for sure. Uh, and that brings us to the next game. Seattle Seahawks 7-7 seven and seven, seems like they're kind of on a downward spiral. It looks like Lockett's hurt, probably will not be playing, might require surgery. Uh, playing the Chiefs 11-3, and three, obviously uh, had a scare against the Texans, ended up pulling it out in overtime. We have to remember it is the National Football League. Any given Sunday is still true, uh, and it's showed to be even more true uh, as the season, regular season, comes to a close. Connor, I'll let you start here. Mm, the way you're setting that up makes it feel like you might be uh, taking an underdog here, but um, I will not be. I'm going to roll with the Chiefs. Um, I, I don't pick against the Chiefs unless my arms are, are uh, twisted, and this is not one of those scenarios where I feel like they are. So I'm going to go with the safer bet at home. Give me the Chiefs. Take care of business. Give you a little Indian sunburn. Yeah. Uh, I I like the Chiefs here. Uh, I think the Seahawks' defense is not great. I think this is going to be a more prove-it game for the Chiefs coming off a bad week. Another big game with fantasy playoff implications for Peepka Prowlers, Patrick <laughs> Mahomes, Juju Smith, and Harrison Bucker. Bucker screwed me last week. Um, yep. So... Need, need a better performance out of the guys. They're still playing for that one seed. Uh, I like them to win big here. Uh, and I, the AFC playoff, we'll, we'll get into it after picks, but uh, the, the AFC playoff picture is just becoming insane. So um, I, I do like the Chiefs here, and they'll obviously be in the thick of it as we, we come to the end here. Uh, the next game, probably the more – 50-50 game in my head uh, as far as picking goes. The New York Giants coming off a win on Sunday night, a much-needed win against the Commanders at 8-5-1. and one. Playing against the Minnesota Vikings, 11-3. Just completed the largest uh, comeback in NFL history. Um, not the greatest. The greatest is still the, the Patriots in the Super Bowl against the Falcons. I saw, I heard that going around um those implications are not tied to that game last week it was against the Colts who just hired a new coach who's never coached before so let's let's hold our horses on that but 
Uh, I'll start with us here. I like the Vikings at home. I think they get back, back on uh, track. I think their offense comes out firing out of the gate because they did not do that last week. I don't think the Giants are really that great. They will get into the playoffs, but uh, I think Minnesota wins this game. Yeah, I saw <clears throat> I saw a tweet uh, about the Colts that said something like when they blew it. It's like it's almost like they're being coached by a studio analyst, and I thought that was pretty funny because it's true. I mean, <laughs> it is like, true. It's almost like that was the case, but right. Um, yeah, I think with the Vikings, like I, I think that game. <laughs> Could be one of those ones, like, I know people really don't don't know what to expect out of the Vikings, but, like, that game has to instill some confidence in, in the Vikings and kind of make them invincible in certain ways. Like, there is no game out of reach. I don't care if it was the Colts. Like, you come back from 33 nothing, like, you're you're a great team. Um, I like them to they're, – they're a better team here. I like them to take care of business at home. Um, so, yeah, give me, the, give me the Vikings at home, too, to kind of put – you think the Giants will get in the playoffs? I'm not so sure. Um, so I like this to hurt their chances a little bit. Yeah. Um, the NFC playoff picture is also getting steamy. So uh, I, I want to touch on that once we're done with our picks. Um, but I do see the Giants losing a game here. Uh, and that brings us to the Cincinnati Bengals going into Foxborough. Bengals uh, were trailing early against the Bucks and then roared back and kind of took over that game um obviously playing a stupid 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 Patriots team uh I thought last week kind of uh summarized our whole season I thought that's kind of the team we've been uh I think what's even worse is getting uh getting the ball at the two yard line uh in the second quarter and not scoring a touchdown there against the worst red zone defense in the league I could go on and on, but uh, Connor, I'll let you start off with this pick. So, yeah, I think um, I, I need to fact-check myself on this. I don't think in any games this year that I've picked against the Patriots. Um, I think I've taken the Patriots in every game and lost that game seven times. Or, yeah, seven times I've lost um, for them, and this is going to be the first time that, that I pick against them. And I hope, I hope I'm wrong. Um, I really do, but I don't think – we need to kind of hammer home how badly they look, how disappointed it is to be a Patriots fan right now. So uh, Bengals are, are the hottest team in the AFC. Um, so I'm going to go with them to, to get one done, potentially pretty handily. Yeah, this is an easy pick for me. Uh, Bengals, um, I, I just, they're the better team. And do you see the Patriots coming out? And do you see Mac Jones completing 10 of 12 passes for 100 yards? Like, I, I just... I don't see it this year. Um, you know, I, I I talk about the Patriots uh, in Matt and I's segment, so I won't dive into it now. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's bad. And I think the Bengals are, like you said, the hottest team in the AFC, if not the NFL. Um, so I, I, I like them to win. I think it could be an interesting game, but um, – I think the the chances of the the Patriots going to the playoffs are are minimal, if none. So I, I do like the Bengals here. Uh, to move on, the other one of the hotter teams in the league, the Detroit Lions, at seven and seven, going into Carolina at five and nine. This is a win or get out of town sort of game. 
Uh, the Lions, after starting one and six, are now seven and seven. The Panthers are still very much within striking distance to winning the AFC South, just like the rest of the division. Uh, but I like the Lions here to improve to eight and seven. The Lions are a playoff team. I think they get in, and I think this is another win that gets them closer. Yeah, I mean their offense is great. Yeah, it's six and one in their last seven. I have no reason to pick against them. I have no reason to believe that the Panthers will will beat this team. Um, I, I would love to see them continue to streak and just find a way to sneak in. I think they, like you said, they're. It would be unfortunate if they went out and somehow miss out. Um, or even win the next, you know, two out of three and knock it in because I do think that they would knock some teams off or at least be very competitive against any playoff team in the NFC. So I really hope they get in. Uh, so I'm going to roll with them here to take that step towards it. Okay. Uh, another AFC South team, uh, the 5-9 and nine Atlanta Falcons going into Baltimore 9-5 uh, and five who do expect Lamar Jackson to play. We'll see how that turns out. Um, this is another big game. They're now uh, on the outside looking in in regards to the AFC North division title. Uh, still not over. They do play the Bengals at the end of the year. Uh, the Ravens have already beat the Bengals, so as long as the Ravens can win the next two, they will have a chance to win that AFC North crown. I expect them to win against the Falcons. I expect the defense to play well against Desmond Ritter. Um, I think Ritter, we'll see. I mean, they didn't let him throw all that much last week. Um, I just don't think this is the right game for him, especially going into Baltimore. Uh, coming off a loss to Cleveland. And like they say, hungry dogs run faster. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ravens are in a tough spot organizationally, coaching staff wise. No quarterback, um, or you know, with the quarterback play up to this point. Obviously, that all changes if Lamar's playing. I hope he is. I hope he's healthy. Um, if there was a, I think there's a lot of other teams that if they were playing them this week, I, I wouldn't be picking the Ravens. But because I don't, I don't believe in the, the Falcons at this point. Don't believe in Desmond Ritter yet. Um, I'm gonna go with the Ravens to get one. Um, done here at home okay moving on Washington Commanders 7-6-1 and one, losing to the Giants in MetLife on or excuse me at uh, I forget what their stadium name is called however they did lose at home playing against the San Francisco 49ers 10-4 and four. Uh, Brock Purdy keeping them afloat right now uh, they're just the most talented team uh, on paper and that's why I picked them to win this game at home. This was not an easy pick. I think this is going to be uh, a very close game. Uh, but ultimately, I like San Fran to make more plays, and their defense has been playing out of this world. So I'll go with the Niners here at home. Yeah, I mean, I like the Commanders, and, and you know how I feel about Taylor Heineke, but I think the – hype around him is is more hype than anything as far as actually being a legitimate quarterback um i think he is holding them back offensively uh, they struggle to get in the end zone uh he struggles to make big time plays um, i think that they are a good quarterback away from being a legitimate super bowl contender right now um wow. and i think you know i think with the running game they have a great wide receiving core uh, and their defense is one of the best, so I, I really do think it's if they had 
a solid guy under center, this team would look a lot different and a lot better. Um, so I like the Niners to get one done here at home. Um, just strictly with the defense, I think they'll make Taylor Haneke's life difficult and hope you know potentially have him turn the ball over a couple of times and take advantage uh, in a low-scoring game. Okay. Uh, moving on, the 425 game. The Philadelphia Eagles, 13-1. It looks like Gardner Minshew uh, is more likely to start as we keep going into the week. Uh, Jalen Hurts uh, nursing a shoulder injury that he suffered against the Bears. Uh, I think it's a better idea to rest him rather than push him. Uh, I know this is a, a big game for you know divisional purposes, but even if you lose, you still have two games to play with. You still have... Uh, a two-game lead on the Cowboys. Um, but, Connor, I'll, I'll, I'll let you start with this one. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Cowboys um, for, for a couple of you know, those reasons that you already mentioned. Um, I just think you're taking two good teams. I know the Cowboys aren't haven't looked great, but you're taking two teams, and if you take away Jalen Hurts, then the Cowboys are, are at you know better strength um, at home. And... Yeah, I think the Eagles can afford to lose this game rather than just, you know, go balls to the wall to try to win this game and kind of a prove it game. So if Hertz is not 100% ready, uh, ready to roll, I still like Gardner Minshew. I still think that they could win this game. He's, he's got that Minshew mania. Um, but I'm going to go with the Cowboys here, just kind of a gut feeling that they get one done at home. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm actually in agreement with you. I think the Cowboys uh... – Coming off a bad, bad, bad loss in Jacksonville, that walk-off pick six in overtime that Dak threw. Dak might not be looking right. Uh, he, he was looking good when he came back, uh, but he just, I don't know. Uh, Tony Pollard and, and Zeke have been kind of running them uh, into where they've been. Uh, but I, I like them to bounce back uh, from that pretty horrible loss, so... Give me the Cowboys as well. I'm sure this is probably the last time we'll pick against the Eagles, but um, I think this is a, a scheduled win for the Cowboys, uh, especially when Jalen Hurts is out. Uh, and then we move on to the Saturday night game. Uh, this is on NFL Network. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders, 6-8, uh, and eight going into Pittsburgh, also 6-8. and eight. Both teams... Uh, you know, if one were to win, they still have a, a fighter's chance to get into the playoffs at that seven seed. Unlikely, but not mathematically out. Uh, Connor, I'll, I'll let you start us here. I really want the Steelers to win this game because I really want somehow Mike Tomlin to get this team to 9-8 and eight and protect his winning record or, you know, non-losing season streak. I remember we've talked about this a lot this year that, you know, it looks unattainable. I think they were like two and six, you know, one and four, like looked so far off and they've, and he's found a way to make this team competitive and, and look like a, you know, a football team that can win on any given Sunday. However, I, I don't think it's going to be Saturday night. Um, I, it's a hard pick, but I like the Raiders to build off momentum from a ridiculous win that they had no business winning um, and making it interesting. You know, last year they won six straight to get into the playoffs. Not saying it's going to happen again, um, but I, I think that they're putting it together a little bit. And I like them to just be the better team on paper and win here. Yeah. Um, I don't think the Steelers 
or Mike Tomlin get them to nine and eight this year. I think of them more as a an eight and nine team this year, um, which is still pretty incredible with the roster they have and uh, obviously a young quarterback. Um, but I think this team is well coached. Uh, I think the Raiders are not. They committed thirteen penalties last week. They gave the Patriots every chance to win that game. The the Patriots had that game under wraps. Uh, and therefore, I'm going with the Steelers at home Saturday night. I think uh, I think the, the Steelers, this comes down to coaching, just like it did last week. And I like the Steelers to win this game, improve to 7-8. and eight. I don't see them going 9-8, and eight, but I see them inching towards 500 and maybe making a push uh, for Mikey T. Yeah, that I almost, uh, I almost convinced myself as I was talking. To, to go with the Steelers. I really, really almost did it, but in the spirit of integrity, I'll roll with the one I picked before. Yeah, I, I think the Raiders, after mm-hmm. watching that game, like they struggled to snap the football. So do the Patriots, but the, the Raiders literally, like it, it's, it, it looked horrible, and it makes the loss to the Patriots look even worse, but I think the Steelers are a better coach team at this point, and I think they... They can make this game ugly, uh, stuff up Devontae Adams, uh, maybe contain Josh Jacobs, and uh, and steal one at home. That concludes the Saturday games. Uh, we have another four games, or excuse me, three games on Sunday. Uh, starting off with a matinee game, the Green Bay Packers 6-8 and eight, coming off a Monday night win. Still not dead, going into the Miami Dolphins at 8-6. and six. Uh, who have lost three straight. Um, however, they played very well last week, probably good enough to win that game, but Josh Allen had the ball last, and it's as scripted as ever in this in this league, and he beat you. And that's not a tall, tall order for Josh Allen these days. So uh, I do like the Dolphins to get back on track. I do think they're a playoff team, uh, but if they lose this game, they're in jeopardy of, of losing that playoff spot. So uh, I, I do like the Dolphins to go to nine and six and, and the Packers chance at making it into the playoffs. Yeah, me too. Um, I think the Dolphins are five and one at home this season uh, coming off a long, long week and after the Thursday night game. So they've got a long week to prepare. Um, I like Saturday. What? Saturday. They played on Saturday. I knew that, yeah. It, it, it is, um, so, uh, anyway, anyway, it's been a long day. Yeah, but I, I still do. I still do like the, uh, you know, watching that Packers game. I think Aaron Rodgers still holds onto the ball um, super long. Um, I, I really think he puts himself in some difficult situations right now where there's still just no chemistry. Uh, it's getting better, obviously, but I think the Dolphins have some guys that are going to be able to get pressure on Aaron Rodgers and make his life difficult potentially forced a turnover or two. Um, so I like the Dolphins again to keep their playoff hopes alive. Yeah. Um, that would be a drastic failure if uh, if they were to not make the playoffs. But you see that – you feel like you see that uh, year after year with the team starting off hot. Um, but I think this Miami's Dol- – or the Dolphins offense is good enough to, to be in the playoffs. And I think this game turns into a shootout. I think it could be close, but uh, ultimately – I. I think the Dolphins are just a better team. But that moves us into the 430 game. 
probably the grossest game on paper this week. The Broncos at 4-10 and ten going into SoFi Stadium to play the Los Angeles Rams. Also 4-10. and ten. Uh, Not sure if Russell Wilson will be back. Brett Wright being played last week. Uh, beating the Cardinals. Um, and I expect them to win this game this week against the Rams. Uh, I think both these teams are bad. I think the Broncos' defense is better than the Rams'. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett's play, you know, coaching for his job. Sean McVay's going to be there. They're just trying to get to the finish line. I know Baker is playing uh, to kind of market himself to the other teams in the NFL, but I like the Broncos here on the road. Yeah, I, I don't. I, uh, I'm, <laughs> I, I thought coming off last week, I was like, I think the Broncos might be better with uh, Ripian than, than Russell Wilson, and they put a I think their season high, not their season high. They scored more points against the Chiefs the previous week, but like their second highest point total at 24 points with Brett Ripien. So um, I'm gonna go with the Rams. I don't know that the I don't I don't believe the Broncos defense is that much better than the Rams. I think they're very similar teams with horrible offenses and great defenses. Um, so I'm gonna go with the Rams um, to get one here at home. Uh, don't feel good about it, but that's just how I'm feeling. Okay. Uh, that moves us into the Sunday night game. The 6-8 and eight Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, playing a 4-10 and 10 Arizona Cardinals team that is in total dismay. Um, Connor, I'll let you start us off here. I'm going to go with the Bucs, man. I don't really have an option. Like this, I'm going to go with the Bucs and not because I believe in them. I really don't. Um, I really don't. I don't even think a team from the NFC South should make the playoffs. Um, neither, none of them should be playing. Don't care if Tom doesn't play, doesn't deserve it. Team's trash. Um, the, the Cardinals are just worse. So they're going to get one done here. They're going to beat the Cardinals in a game that I definitely won't be watching either. Yeah, I, uh, I don't even know what to say. I can't really defend Tom at this point. Uh, the team's just bad. Uh, but He's the Cardinals, yeah, and the Cardinals are, are worse. Um, another kind of a stinker game. Uh, you know, the only game that looked that their offenses looked decent was the Seahawks game in Germany. Other than that, this Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense has been anemic. Uh, however, give me the Buccaneers on the road. I, I, another one of those games where I could see. Either team winning, who's going to suck less? I'll, I'll, I'll give the Bucks the nod here. Um, but that takes us to the last game of the week, a Monday night. Los Angeles Chargers, 8-6. and six. Looks like they're hitting their stride at the right time. Uh, not that they played great against the Titans, but they're winning. Uh, that seemed like something, that seems like a game they would lose last season. Playing against the Indianapolis Colts at four nine and one, uh, the Colts. I don't think you come back from the the loss they took last week. So I like the Chargers because I think they'll be in the playoffs and they could even slide up to a six seed in the playoffs, uh, which they currently have right now. So give me the Chargers on the road. Yeah, me too. Um, just the team that I don't, I'm not scared of is the Indianapolis Colts, and I think. 
like you said, the Chargers are hitting their stride. Everybody's healthy on offense. The offense is starting to click a little bit. Um, they're they're going to threaten any team in the playoffs. Uh, I think on you know on one of these on any given day, um, I think they have a chance. So um, I like the the Chargers to improve and you know pretty much lock in their their playoff spot. So give me them on the road uh, on Monday night. Okay, um, that concludes the picks. I wanted to briefly discuss the playoff picture um, as it stands right now in the AFC. The Bills are still in control of that one seed at 11-3, and three, but the Chiefs sit right behind them at 11-3. and three. They would be playing the Dolphins if the season ended today uh, with the seven seed, the Bengals, uh, which I think is how it should be at the three, playing the Chargers versus, uh, excuse me, the playing the Chargers who are the six seed, and then the Titans who are in jeopardy of losing that playoff spot versus the five-seed Ravens, which could flip-flop with the Bengals. Um, Connor, are we looking at the current playoff teams when it's all said and done? Do you see the Jets? Do you see the Patriots? Maybe the Raiders sneak in there at the end of the year? Or do you think these are the seven that are going to represent the AFC to potentially play in the Super Bowl? The only thing that I think could change would be who wins the AFC South. That's the only thing. Um, I can see the Jags sneaking in, but I, I don't think it'll happen. I feel more confident in the Titans holding on to win the division. Um, I don't know about the order, but as far as just these teams, I, I, I feel most confident in these seven. Yeah, I don't have the schedules on me, but do you feel confident that the Bills hold off the Chiefs and keep that one seed? I don't. Um, I don't. I think the Bills will make it difficult on themselves again. And I don't know. I don't know the schedule either, but I think when it's all said and done, too, the Chiefs will have snagged that one seed. Now, something to watch, too, is the Bengals beat the Chiefs. So if they have the same record, right, then they would slide up a spot. So um, that's definitely something uh, to watch as we end the year. I think, um, you know, even if the Patriots were to make the playoffs, I, I don't think that's that's going to happen. But uh, I think the Jets would be a more fun team to, to make the playoffs. Um you know, the Dolphins will definitely be interesting, but at this pace, it looks like they're going to have to go on the road and play in cold weather, which they proved that they could do uh, last week. But, uh, you know, the Bills definitely show chinks in the armor. So, uh, But where I was getting at is if the Jets got in, you know, they're a frisky team, and if Mike White's back and healthy, um, they could be interesting. And I think if they found their quarterback for the next, you know, few years um, – they could be a dangerous team, obviously, with quarterback movement next year. Uh, there's a lot to be seen, but um, kind of just wanted your thoughts because uh, we will do uh, a bracket or whatever you want to call it, playoff pickums. Uh, Ethan Ennis will join us for that when the time comes. Oh. And then uh, I, I want to just go over the, the NFC, same sort of deal. Uh, right now, the Eagles, they're going to get the one seed. I think they have a chance at going 16-1 and if they beat uh, the Cowboys this week. 
Then you got the Vikings, who would be playing the Commanders. Then the 49ers playing the Giants. Uh, and then the Bucks playing the Cowboys at home. Um, same kind of question. Do you see the Giants or Commanders slipping uh, and seeing maybe a Seahawks or a Detroit or even a, a Green Bay sliding into that seven seed? Yeah, so I like the Bucks to hold on to the division. Yeah, win. I'm with you there. Not, I, I do not believe that both the Giants and Commanders will get in. It will be one or the other. Um, and then I, my my confidence would be in the Detroit Lions to sneak in on the seven. Um, I hope so. I really do. I do too. Like I said, I think they can knock off most of these teams on, on any given day. Uh huh. Um, but again, I should have had I should have had schedules pulled up because I w- I want to tell you which which team Giants versus uh, versus Commanders. Do you think the Giants can beat the Bucks if they slide to the five? I, that I, probably won't any, happen. But anyone can beat the Bucks. Anybody that gets in from one to ten right now, anybody can beat the Bucks. Uh, <laughs> I'm dead serious. So the. The Commanders have Niners, Browns, Cowboys, wow. Cowboys in Week 18. So depending on what happens there, if they're playing for a, you know, if they're playing for home field advantage, maybe the Cowboys rest guys. I don't know, but let's say they win, you know, one out of three there, or two out of three, and then the the Giants have Vikings, Colts, and Eagles. Same sort of deal in Week 18 with the Eagles. So it's going to be really close between these two teams. Um, I think they have like equally hard schedules. One should be a definite win, and then two kind of up in the air. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, you know the the AFC has you know there could be some craziness with the Dolphins and Chargers, but for the sake of things, you kind of have the Bills, Chiefs, and Bengals in their own tier. Do you feel like the NFC is Eagles and everyone else, or? Would you kind of put the Eels and Niners in the same tier? Like, who do you really think has a chance of coming out of there? Like, I know the Vikings get disrespected, but, I mean, is that a team that you really can see winning the NFC and playing in a Super Bowl? I think the Vikings have proven that they are good. A good team that beats good teams, can beat good teams, and can come back from deficits and win close games. So I do put them in the same tier as the Eagles and the Niners and even the Cowboys. Like, I can see any of those four teams. I think people love to jump on the wagon as soon as a team has goes through a tough stretch. It's a long season. The right. Cowboys have had two bad weeks and Dax looked shaky and now it's like they, they have no shot of winning. I'm not one of those people. I still think they can come out of the NFC just like everyone thought three weeks ago. Um, so I can see all four of those teams coming out. As far as anybody else, I, I don't, I don't see anyone else really making a push. And I, I don't think the Eagles are as invincible. I, I don't think Jalen Hurts has proven it in the playoffs, and that's when it really matters. Um, so we'll see. It's a lot of unproven teams late in the playoffs. So I think it's it's wide open. It's anybody's kind of kind of uh, conference to win. Do you have any faith in the Bucks winning at home? First, I don't first have round. No. I don't think they're going to win a game. There's no reason. Like, this is like, this is the same thing as a set. Like, pretty much, this is saying you think the Arizona Cardinals are somehow leading their division. 
they're I'm taking everything out of it. Like right. Yeah, I, I don't I don't have any confidence in them. No, it's interesting. Um, I, you know, I wish we could talk about the Pats and playoff implications, but um, when you play stupid games, you get stupid rewards, and uh, unfortunately, that's that's not in the cards. Um, you kind of have to go two and one down the stretch here, and to play the probably the three better teams in the AFC. That's that's not where we're at. So. Uh, it's unfortunate, but that's where we are, and uh, hopefully they can figure it out. But that's all I have for pickums, Connor. I don't know if you have anything else to add here. Uh, definitely a great week. I'm I'm very excited uh, to kind of get into the playoffs. You know, you kind of feel you have that feeling of the season end and kind of the best time of the year for playoff football. Yeah, no, nothing else. I'm ex- honestly, Pats are done. They're out. So I will just get to watch this playoffs as a fan uh, and just get to watch and, and enjoy and not be emotionally invested. So um, not, not better than having the Patriots in there, but if that's the case, if that's how it's going to be, who knows, it might be a more, a little bit more of a stress-free type watch. So trying to find the silver lining. Yeah. Well, it's hard these days, but all right, Connor, we appreciate your time. Uh, maybe potentially next week we, we maybe record this in person. We'll see. Maybe have to sort that out. Um, but next Tuesday, we'll both be up there in yep. the great small state of Rhode Island. Uh, but just want to say this is the ending of Buzz Talk. Everyone have a phenomenal Christmas. Uh, Connor, you enjoy your Christmas as well. And uh, we'll be back for a New Year's episode. So thank you to everyone. And uh, we'll catch you next week. Merry Crema. Oh, buzz, buzz, buzzity taco. We're buzzing over here and we're talking over there. Buzz taco, talkity buzz. Oh, buzz, buzz, buzz. Oh, talkity talk. Buzz, talkity talk. Buzz, 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 talkity talk. Talk, buzz, talk, talk, talkity buzz. Buzz, talkity buzz. buzz.